Tanner, are you feeling spooky in the cans? Yes, I am. Good. Um, instead of doing our traditional, <laughs> yep. Good. Shut up. Um, <laughs> so it's fine. I didn't want to elaborate. That's me okay. go talk now. <laughs> men, men would lit. Yeah. No. Um, okay. So guys, we have an, a really exciting kind of one-off um, episode. In fact, this is season five, the only episode of season five, um, and it's the first day of November, as of recording, and. A personal goal that I had all of October was to watch one horror movie every day of October. And I tried my absolute best, beating my head head against a wall, to figure out a way to turn this into an episode of the podcast. <laughs> and it, I finally got it today. Uh, so this is this has taken up a good 60 hours of my life this month. Um, and yeah, so we're going to play a little game, um, having to do with horror movies and the, the, the horror movies that I watched. So I'm going to kind of go into the rules. You guys have in front of you a worksheet. Um, and this worksheet has a, at at the very bottom of kind of the table, there's two columns. One column is a superlative. I don't know if you guys ever had, um, uh, the idea of a superlative ex- explained, but it's basically like an acknowledgement or kind of an award um, given to something for it succeeding in a specific area. So there's there's that side of the table, and then the other side of the table is blank because you get to write in the horror film. Um, there are clues scattered all throughout these superla- superlatives uh, as to what the film could be. Um, I've had conversations with uh each of you about just different films and and so use that knowledge also the covers of the films i'm sure will come in handy as well all of you have been sent uh two different photos of just like all of the covers (coughs) together um and to help you guys you have four we're gonna go six films at a time so we're going to do the first six, the second six, and so on. But with those six films, <clears throat> you guys get two clues okay, that you can use. And then you have an answer from TK that you can use. And you can use one Google. So do we re- refresh our lifelines every six? Yes. you get re- uh, Your lifelines are refreshed every six. And... Um, I will do my absolute best to help you, but I do think that you guys are more than capable of making some good inferences using your, your background knowledge uh, as well as the information given to you in the text to make informed decisions. So we can maybe, I don't know, just, just hit like the first six superlatives. Nathan, if you want to read those out for us. Sure, 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 sure. So in order that the... The actual text is presented. Um, number one, most interesting reason for a director taking on a project. Uh, do you just want me to blast through these? Yeah, just okay. go. Number just two, go best Korean super soldiers created to appease the Japanese in the 1930s. Wow. Maybe hit like hit that like it's a rap. <laughs> I'm good. Appease the you. Japanese in the 1930s. <laughs> no. uh, number three, film with the worst demon logic literally ever. Uh, number four, Best gore effects uh, based off a manga of the same name. A group of bullies burn their target's house down, killing her parents and seriously injuring her five-year-old sister. The main character goes on to wipe out the bullies in very tense and graphic ways. 
Yikes. Uh, number five, film that surprised me the most. Went from jump scare overload to a purr with two R's. That seems like it might be a hint. Perfect last third that had me crying. Uh, wait, did, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so number six, I think. Mm-hmm. Best platonic man-boy love. So that's our that's our leading six for this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I just want to say, too, um, that you guys have to pick out of the six which one you, if, like, forced, you would watch. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, so is this one of the situations where, like, the audience, through the magic of editing, we fast forward and we filled these out? Or do we live fill them out? No, I think we should just go one by one. So okay. one, one, the first one is going to be a kind of a group discussion. Second one's going to be a group discussion. <coughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Or actually, here, this would make the most sense. We can do kind of process of elimination, right? So if, if there's one that you can see the answer being the most likely, then answer that one. But So do be, I, I missed all of what you said because I was trying to get a pen. So, like, process of elimination, right? So, if, if, like, number three, you're like, oh, I think I know number three. We can, as a team, answer that one. Okay? Got it. Ah. Okay. Well, I feel like the first one, most interesting reason for a director taking on a project is literally a crapshoot. Like, right. That one would be much. really hard to answer. Okay. So, hmm. let's... <clears throat> I'd say Hansel and Gretel. That one is super unique. And it's also Oz Perkins who directed that. Who uh, that is not true? Oh, not that's true. Gretel and Hansel that he directed. Yeah, yeah. D- oh, dang. Okay, totally. Wait, wait, is this Witch Hunters? No, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. This is the original Hansel and Gretel. Then or there's one a, of probably them. a billion movies. How many? Named Hansel which and one is this? There is. Uh, this is from 2007, and it is a Korean film. Oh. Oh. Okay. It's not Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Have you seen that? It's terrible. No. <laughs> it's hilarious and also terrible. So, Nathan. Yes, sir. I'm... So, okay, here's here's my logic. I, I'm starting by scanning for potentially platonic uh, relationships <laughs> on these movie covers. Yeah, look for a boy on one of the movie covers. Yeah, that's one of the... Look that, for ooh. a boy. Shutter has look a boy. Look for a boy. One, which one are we? The closet? <laughs> look for a boy. Look for a boy. A wee boy. A wee boy. A wee boy. Oh, can't. so wee, his head is pressed against the ground. So that that one is like something about a phone. I remember that. Mr. Har- Mr. Harrigan's phone. phone. Guys, good job! <laughs> Wait, do... <laughs> Where? Wow. So you oh, got it. him. Wait, which one was that? The platonic man-boy love? Yep. So oh. th- Mr. Harrigan's phone is the story of a um, young boy who gets a job wow. reading... For a retired billionaire that recently re, uh, located to his main hometown. Okay. So uh, the boy and the man uh, form a, a pretty cool relationship, but it's it's said that the billionaire is um, is is pretty like you don't want to get on his bad side because he'll like take he'll like take care of business. You know what I mean? Um, anyways, the man dies. Uh, and this is right when in 2008 when like it takes place when iPhones come out, which made me feel so old because I would be this character's age when this story takes place. But anyways, he is buried with his iPhone, and when uh, things are kind of difficult in life, the boy would would call. It's actually pretty kind of sweet 
because he would call the old man. But then he would start complaining about his bullies, and slowly people would uh, be found dead, the the very same people that he would complain about. And um, it was pretty spooky. Okay. I'd say my scare score, I want to give you guys a scare score for okay. these films. Yeah, yeah, please uh, do. That film, man, is a zero. There is literally nothing scary about that film. It played out more like a drama. Out of 10? Uh, yeah, zero out of 10. I kind of... There's nothing. It's a Netflix film. It's a Stephen King adaptation. Nothing scary about it. Mm. It's and it's more of a drama than anything. The cover kind of gives me that vibe, I'd say, because I, I yeah. do remember noting that one didn't look very scary from the cover. It is the kid from It, though, so he, he like does a great job in it. So, oh okay, okay. I haven't seen it. Interesting. All right, seen what? <laughs> so the here's <clears throat> another one that I'm looking for. So there's one that has to do with a group of bullies based on the description, but you also um uh, so so I'm kind of looking for covers that might be indicative of that. Can we just can we just get number 5 out of the way? Yeah, please. And just say that that's probably um the cat. The cat. Uh, what so what oh. t- what tipped you off? I just had a feeling. <laughs> mm-hmm. The extra R there. So guys, I'm not kidding. The cat yeah, you're right. The cat was literally like the dumbest thing I'd ever seen. It was like so bad it was funny. And then the last third was like I sat and cried like a baby because it's about like this little girl who basically the story is like this little girl. It lives in an abusive home. She goes down to the basement of her apartment building where there's a bunch of like feral cats living and they go to board up the basement of this building to like get rid of the cats. But she's down there playing with them. So they board her into the building and she doesn't know what's going on, so they think that she thinks like they're gonna come in and get her in trouble. So, so she very slowly puts different kittens into her lunchbox, and then climbs into a like an abandoned water tower, like or like water tank, and like one by one takes all these cats and puts them in the water tank, um, and then slips off the ladder to the tank and breaks her back and becomes paralyzed. And, like, just has to, like, literally, like, starve to death. And it is, like, the saddest thing I'd ever seen. And, like, everything before that was, like, jump scare, jump scare, stupid thing, dumb thing, bad decision by character. And then, like, the last third, I'm like, <laughs> so. It, wow. I For that ending, like, I think it would be worth the view. So. So it's, like, objectively a bad movie, but it has an emotional ending. Uh, yeah. Okay. Interesting. I mean, the cover doesn't make it look. That good. <laughs> no, it looks like trash. Generic horror font yeah. number five. Um, okay, okay. So it's like the that's like the papyrus of horror fonts. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. But because I hate jump scare, because I think jump scares are literally designed to like build tension and then to like. So I don't even think they should be called jump surprises because like sometimes they're not even scary. But because of that, I would give the cat a scare score of one. One except for 10. that one jump scare. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Wait, the jump scare were the girls in the window or the other jump scare were the girls in the window? Or the other jump scare were the girls in the window? No, in the car. There's a cat. The window? Car? I'm not kidding you. There actually was. (laughs) Like, yeah, it was the worst. Oh, no, I haven't seen that movie. I'm talking about in all of horror, that one jump scare. From that one show? From that one show in the car. From our boy Flanagan? You know what I'm talking about. Oh, dude. I haven't even that, seen it, and I know what you're talking about. That <laughs> one is 
not okay. Yeah, that's he, a scary he, one. He did us dirty. <laughs> okay, so... You guys Kore- are good at this game. Korean super soldiers. That seems like one we could maybe identify. Best Korean super soldiers created to appease the Japanese appease in the, the 1930s. Japanese in the 1930s. Guys, this is basically Overlord before Overlord. I was really shocked. I feel like I need to watch Overlord again because you guys talk about how great it is. And I remember leaving the theater going, that movie was terrible. Okay, well, this movie is basically Overlord way before Overlord. Is it The Closet? They look like they could be soldiers, maybe, out of uniform. It possibly. Or is it VR? I don't think it's the... Wait, hold on. Hold so on. So, remember your options. Wait. You do have the chance no. to Google. Okay. You what do I, have the chance to get an answer from TK. Got you it. do have the chance to ask for clues. You have two chances to ask for clues. Okay. Okay? I think we should let Jonathan guess one. Okay. Good point. Oh, thanks. I'm just sitting over here trying to figure out what is on the face of the person on the rigor mortis cover. Um, hmm. I I mean, the closet seems like it could be right. It also looks, I mean, it's a period piece, it seems. So it looks like they're wearing clothes that could be in that period. Also, I don't know, the silenced sort of, they have clothes that kind of look like they could be in that era too. So Can I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't even consider this a clue, but I would say all of the Korean super soldiers are young women. Oh, the it's silenced. dumplings, isn't it? Where <laughs> is it dumplings? It is the silenced. Silenced. Oh, Guys, good. good job. Woo. Good job, Jonathan. So the silenced again is just it, it's literally about um, th- them trying to make Japanese uh, appeasing Korean super soldiers, and I feel like again here's something that I realized. So I want to talk about why the heck there's so many because basically the majority of what I saw was from Japan, China, or Korea. The reason for that being, I mean, we know the reason is shut up. <laughs> The reason for that being, I used Tubi to watch all these movies. So basically, all the all the U.S. releases I that I wanted to see, I watched before October. So like Pearl, um, stuff like that, like Bodies, 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 like all the stuff that was coming out from the U.S. I had already seen. Nope, I already saw it. Um, and then I did watch a few things like Halloween Ends, Hellraiser, like all that stuff. I did watch for this, but I watched Tubi because it was free, and I got rid of Shutter. So I wanted to stretch myself and be like, okay, you, you, the majority of what you're going to watch has to be something you've never seen before and should be foreign. Okay. Um, and Tubi is really interesting because it has like... <laughs> Tubi is interesting because it has like the dumbest American movies. It has Japanese classics, like classic horror. And then it has like the highest rated Korean horror. The most acclaimed. So it's like this really weird eclectic batch of movies. And so like I I basically like knocked off because in 2020, I started two projects when we were quarantined. I started uh, BuzzFeed had like two articles. One was the Korean horror um, like starter pack. And then they had another one that was the J-horror starter pack. And in 2020, I tried to work my way through both of those and got like halfway done. And then... This October, I was like, if I have to watch a horror movie every night, I'm going to finish those. Um, and yeah, like I was basically pretty successful. Nice. 
Okay, so so wait, so it happened to be that the BuzzFeed lists coincided with what Tubi had available. Yeah. Okay. It was really weird. Okay. <clears throat> and like some of them are just aren't straight up available in the U.S. Sure. So like I couldn't watch them, but okay. So that one that you were just zoomed in. Yeah, on I can't read that title. Is yeah. uh, show me the ghost. Oh, because I couldn't find that. Yep. Okay. Okay, so so far you guys have the silenced, you have the cat, and you have Mr. Harrigan's phone. Now, just to guide your hand a little bit, it might make the most sense to Google the manga. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. I would like to use my Google. Best gore effects based off a manga of the same name. A group of bullies burn their target's house down. Okay, how about, what if we did this? What if we did, if one of us Googles, they can't just tell us what the answer is. Are we working as a team or are we working more individually and kind of as a team? I think we're as a team. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just but trying. obviously in that, you'd have to Google keywords. That's true. I'm going to Google. The just guessing's fun though. I'm going to Google it. So I'm going to say manga. Score effects based off manga. Burn name. house down. Revenge would be a big part of that because that's like probably every manga ever. I bet it's. I don't know. I bet it's. Aha! Uh-huh. Wait, M- midnight maybe? Liver leaf. Would appear to be the one of Liberally. the Google results. Oh, you got it, <laughs> dude. Google Foo is strong. Yeah, dude, I, I would I not went to have yep, guessed that based that on the all. cover. No, that one looks very... That one... So you had something on this list that's like basically a Hallmark movie. I had that pegged as that was what it was going to be. Was like... Because it looks like a Hallmark mm-hmm. cover. Yeah, Liverleaf was easily the most disturbing movie. Or one of the most... I'd say like top three most disturbing movies it uh gosh yeah like they're you know so basically like these these very insane bullies like over the top serial killer bullies like basically like go to a girl's home to like intimidate her and they like burn it down and it was kind of unintentional but then they like got really into it and there's a scene where she like basically like she her parents are killed so she like kind of confronts these bullies and they're like beating her up in this like pit and she like reaches out and like takes a stick and just pokes it in the eye of one of the bullies like square in it and she's like f- like the bullies like freaking out and then she just like systematically goes and kills all of the three bullies that followed her she like slashes one of their Achilles and her f- foot like like crunches backward it's just it's so the gore is like so over the top. It made me go and read the manga and like the manga is actually kind of worse in a lot of ways. So, but the film, like it was, it was very green room esque. like the tension and like the, like the squirming. Yeah. So it really, it was, it was basically like instead of neo-Nazis, like psychopath bullies. Wait, so the bullies killed her parents? Yeah. Jeez. And so she just was like, cool, I'm going to like, there's uh, one scene where, Somebody gets like a, uh, somebody's like pointing a crossbow at her 
and then another kid walks in the way of the crossbow right as it's fired and so it goes like through his head it's just, like just crazy stuff like that where you're like oh my gosh what is happening but it's like the story's like very good and it just is kind of like a story about how like revenge destroys you and um because she ends up like spoiler alert but she passes away in the end and basically like the entire because there's 10 kids including her in the class and they all die because of this one incident so very sad wow moral of the story uh, don't do that and don't do it i won't <laughs> okay we got we've got one last <clears throat> well no we don't two more two more um, film with worst demon logic literally ever. Okay. And also film that was scary in concept but fell flat in scares. No, no, no. Most interesting reason for a director taking on a project. Oh, no, you're right. I forgot about that first one. Um, hmm. And be aware that you do have two clues and one answer from TK. Do those go away if we don't use them? No. So we save them for later rounds? Well, yeah, they're replenished every round. My, my oh. vote my vote is using an answer for TK for the first one. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I think we should do Hard that. Agree. Let's, let's do that. But I also want to guess first anyway. Okay. Because you never know. The guessing's the fun part. Mm. I think most interesting reason for a director taking on a project is the call. I, I'm going to say rigor mortis. I'm going to say I saw the devil. Also, You're all wrong. I don't know anything mm. about the directors of any of these. Oh, yeah. guys, except Actually, for Barbarian. Maybe. I was pretty stoked because, like, I, I'm gonna say this as a definitive statement. I think that we in America are a little dumb because we're like, dude, a24. They've got like these like slow burn, like high concept horror, like. We're acting like A24 is the first people to do it. And like, <laughs> there's this director in Japan called Kurosawa. Um, there, so there's a line in that Bare Naked Ladies song one week where they're like, like Kurosawa, I make mad films. Okay, I don't make films, but if I did, I would be a samurai. <clears throat> so Kurosawa is like the king of unsettling like crime drama. And he has like a very specific way of like shooting his scenes and like directing his actors. That's basically like what A24 is doing right now. And he's been doing it for like years and years and years. And like the thing that I love about Japan and Korea and like their style of horror, like The Wailing and like um, kind of those films, is they're not, I, I feel like they're not so driven by the profit of the studio. Um, and they're a little more free to kind of take those creative liberties. Because a movie like, um, gosh, I don't know, like Halloween ends, right? They have like the backing of a studio where they're like, you, basically your main goal is to make money and to make a profit. But I, I, I do feel like based off of what I've seen, um, and again, I'm like a, an American. I don't really know. I could be totally wrong. I do feel like there's less of a, a pressure on those directors so that they can kind of do their own thing. And I hope that that continues to be a thing that happens in America and like something that continues to change. But like basically if you like a 24, like go watch Japanese horror from the nineties. Cause it's I feel like very similar. I feel like we do have that in America, but it's only with like 
<clears throat> celebrity directors like yes. Nolan and Tarantino. And even Nolan has to do like <clears throat> one for you, one for me just to fund that stuff, right? Yeah. He'll do a right. studio one, then an independent one. But like, dude, it's so crazy because like, well, and even like Takashi, Takashi Miike, who did Audition, who's like in like um, Itchy the Killer, like he's done like some really legendary stuff. Like he still has to do like one for one for me, one for them. But like the way that they do things is just so it, it's so atmospheric. It's so like slow burn. And I think that this exercise has helped me like figure out my taste in horror. Hmm. And like. Would you say that your taste in horror is terrible? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I feel like if, if you sat down and talked to somebody that like t- jump scare movies, they'd be like, dude, your your taste in movies suck. I'd be like, yeah, probably. But yeah, I mean, this has helped me like discover like some directors that I really, really like and stuff mm. that I'm probably going to watch like all their things. Like Kurosawa, I've been watching Kurosawa for a few years and he like does a great job. So I watched one of his films, which was creepy. And that that's a really great film. Also, um, the guy that did Suicide Forest, the guy that did Suicide Forest and Howling Village is the guy that did The Grudge. So like all of The Grudge in Japan. And then he did, he came over to America and did The American Grudge. So he, that's that guy. Um, so yeah, I mean like just like there's really, really cool talented people that are like, I, again, we're so afraid to watch foreign films cause we're like, Ooh, subtitles. But like there's amazing things that you can watch. <coughs> Wait. So, so creepy was the, was the one was from Kurosawa. Yeah. But that's what? the most interesting reason for a director. Uh, no, no, no. Project. Um, it's battle Royale actually. Oh, so battle Royale. So it was Directed by a 70-year-old guy. Um, his name is Kinji Fukasaka. Or Fukasaku. Fukasaku. I probably butchered that. But anyways, he is... <clears throat> he's a guy that... He was like in his 70s when he chose to do this project with a bunch of, you know, like 20-year-olds. Um, and it's a very, like, ambitious project. But he um, was in high school when world war two is going on and they took his entire school class and they put, put him in like production factories. Right. And so he said this like in an interview about like why he chose to direct that movie. He said in July, 1945, we were caught up in the artillery fire. Um, so this is like while they're working up until then, the attacks had been air raids and you had a chance of escaping from those, but not with artillery. There was no way out. It was impossible to run or hide from the shells that rained down. Uh, we survived by diving for cover under our friends. After the attacks, my class had to dispose of the corpses. It was the first time in my life I'd seen so many dead bodies. As I lifted up the severed arms and legs, I had a fundamental, a fundamental awakening. Everything we'd been, been taught in school about how Japan was fighting to win the war for world peace was a pack of lies. Adults could not be trusted. And so he decided to do the movie Battle Royale because the it's based off of a book which is about this. Uh, it's kind of like a, a thought experiment, like if Japan didn't lose World War II, and then they become like a totalitarian, totalitarian like dictatorship, um, and basically to like keep their youth in line, they randomly select one class out of the entire country to like kill each other off. It's like what inspired Hunger Games, and. Um, 
so like the book takes place like with this one class where like it's just this horrific situation where you have to like kill the kids you grew up with um and something about that book like really resonated with this guy and i just think like that's it's so punk rock to be like heck yeah like i'm going to i'm going to direct this like really epic film um because it personally resonates with me and it has this like amazing message because it's basically like a a metaphor for like how cutthroat like japan society is and like i i don't know i were just really i was really moved by that and it's a good movie and it's and it's a phenomenal movie okay hard recommend on battle royale okay i uh for my scare score um sorry for my scare score i gave it a a three um just because there's like some like there's some gore it's not as gory i think as like you would expect um but like it has the score of it it, so it came out the year before Lord of the Rings and I kept thinking like maybe the score was like inspired by Lord of the Rings but like it came before like the score and like the cinematography is really cool because hmm. it's uh, on this giant like J- Japanese island so they have like a lot of like um, tracking shots of them like walking and you know moving up the terrain so I'm sure we'll get to this but have any of your movies scored a 10 on scary level. Yep. <clears throat> Sweet. I'm excited. I'm excited to not watch those. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to know about them. I like hearing about the movies. I don't like watching. Yeah. Dude, same. Does I will it, read every Wikipedia article of, of Terrifier 2 and what happens in it, but I will dude, not watch I, it. Dude, I watched the like recap of Terrifier 2, and I was like, I hate this so much. Yep. Screw that. Not doing it. Hey, Terrifier, screw you. Elvis the Alien, thank you for making videos. <laughs> yeah. Um, I almost watched Terrifier 2 for this, and I'm so glad I didn't. Okay, so we have one more. Film with the worst demon logic literally ever. And we do have two clues that I think we should use because Mm -hmm. TK has given us four hints per set of five or six. So can you hit me with two clues? Yeah, when when you have a demon, what should you do? Yep. What should you do to it? You gotta exercise it got to exercise right mm-hmm. what happens if your best friend has a demon <laughs> so okay I'm, okay I'm upset about this because one of your one of your hints is um it is film that disrespected the legacy of its original film the most and i was sure that was going to be my best friend's exorcism no because best friend's exorcism wasn't an original film it came from a book okay but oh i see oh Okay, so Be- Best Friends Exorcism came from the the book of the same title written by Grady Hendrix, which is like an okay book. And they took an okay book and they made an off like a god awful film representation. Um and yeah, I mean basically like literally it's that. Like it's her best friend becomes possessed by a demon and they have to do an exorcism. And the way that the book ends, like spoiler for the book and the movie, but like the way that the book ends is like basically the friend invokes like the name and the power of their connection and like their interests and their friendship to like get the humanity of her friend out and to expel the demon that way. That's like what they end up doing because the exorcism fails. And it's super cheesy in the book, okay? But in the movie... They do that and it doesn't really work. And then the friend is like, hey, demon, take me. And then the demon comes out of her and is like, okay. 
cool. And it literally looks like, you know that thing in Harry Potter? It's like the kind of the cute little goblin guy. Dobby. Dobby? Yeah. It freaking looks like Dobby. And it's like, okay, great. And it like runs towards the friend. And I kid you not, she takes a bottle of alcohol off of the floor of where they are. And she spits the alcohol into a lighter and lights the demon on fire. And the demon dies. Now, if I know anything about demons, they live in hell, which is also called the lake of fire. If any would be would be able to live through, I don't know, being lit on fire, it would be a demon. That movie was asinine. Well, I'll check that one off my list of movies to watch. Cause I'm, I'm going to watch it. Who wants to watch it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> isn't that stupid? So, okay, wait. Like, if, if you saw that in a movie, you'd be like, what? And yeah, then does it just stupid. end from there? Yeah, they hug and they are like, I love you. <gasps> I love you too. So what's the scare factor on this one? A zero? I will I will say a one because there was a scene when they're like actually doing the exorcism. We're like uh, the exorcist. Have you guys ever heard of the power lifters? Yes. Yeah. So like the, the power lifters come to her school and one of the power, like in the book, this is like, it's really cool. But one of the power lifters like comes to her school and like through his like spirit of like discernment, he looks at the girl and he's like, you've got a demon. Like I discern that sitting in this crowd. And so she, the friend enlists the help of that power lifter. So it happens that way in the movie, but it's like a lot like it's just stupider. So, <laughs> and anyways, uh, he's like doing the exorcism and the friend morphs into his mom that passed away in a car wreck. And she's like, hey, honey, like, I really miss you. I love you. And then she's like, you should come join me. And then she lights on fire. <laughs> oh. And it looks terrible, but it's kind of a scary premise, so I'd give it a one. <laughs> what year did it come out? This year. It came out oh. like a month ago. Okay. I mean, the cover makes it look like a scary movie sequel. Like Dude, a it comedy. Is, it is such BS. Screw that movie. Hate you. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, dang, that, that kind of eliminated one of what I thought was a gimme. Um, I think I have one gimme that I know for sure right now, but the oh. rest of these, man, it, I don't know. Is it the second to last one? No, uh, but, well, I did write, I, I wrote down a guess, but I don't know. That that seemed too obvious. I mean, the the cat one was pretty obvious. I, I'm going to. The, the second one on the second page, I know for sure. Okay, so our clues are our, um, our grab bag of, help is replenished we're on to the next six tanner would you read the next six for us yes nice <laughs> popcorn tanner number seven film that was scary in concept but fell flat in scares uh eight movie that had me laughing out loud multiple times lolol nine most terrifying woman scorned ten Wait, what am I going to again? 12. That's right. 10. Most tension in a film. Most likely me just being terrified of diving boards. Hmm. Got it. <clears throat> yeah. 11. Most terrifying jump scare. 12. <laughs> stabbiest puzzle box award. <laughs> okay. So, um, so you want to say it? Diving boards? Yeah. You know what that, which one that is? Oh, I mean, hold, just hold based on, on the covers, on. it's pretty obvious, let, I think. Let, I want to find it. Oh, never mind. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Diva? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Dude, Diva, I don't know what it is about that movie, but it's like so cozy. It feels really cozy. It's like watching a warm hug that is also scary, if that makes sense. But anyways, like, so the main character is in a really great Korean drama that I like called Hometown Cha Cha Cha. She's awesome in that, and then she's also awesome in this. She crushes it. So um, anyways, like kind of the premise of the movie is like there's this her and her friend are on the same diving team and there's this crazy accident one of the nights coming home from practice where she like basically the friend vanishes and she loses her memory because of like head trauma and she like they're trying to find the friend but she doesn't remember and then like horrific things start replaying in her mind that start to like give her her memory back and it's like it's it's a really really good movie like the way that it it like builds up and like starts to reveal like missing pieces in the puzzle um yeah i'm a huge fan of it i don't want to spoil it because it's like one that you guys should watch Hmm. what's the scare factor scare factor um okay so for me i have like the most irrational fear of diving boards like that it really stresses me out because and actually, there is a scene where this happens. So I was like, heck no. Um, but there's a scene where like, because like one of the moves that you have to do and like a qualifying event was like a handstand to dive. And the person did the handstand and hit their head on the diving board. Oh, yeah. And I was like, nope, I'm out. Just noped out of that. So and then like when before they do the dive, there's like no music the the camera is just focused on this person and it builds so much tension like something is going to happen like because you feel like every time they do that something's going to happen and it never eases up and so because of that tension and because i'm again terrified of diving boards i have no idea why i see them and i get very uncomfortable i gave it a six but a normal person (laughs) would probably say like two okay but i'm very again very afraid of diving boards interesting I think I know another one off this list. Easy peasy. Okay. Let's go. Anybody which, else? Which I have which, I think which I one is might it? know one of them. I think I know the stabbiest puzzle box. Be- because of what reason? Because I of what I know about the film. Oh. We're well, waiting with bated breath. It's Hellraiser. Yeah. Yeah. The new one. Hellraiser oh. 2020. Oh, see, I thought that might have been the film that where did it go? Film that disrespected the legacy if it's original film the most. I I, well, I, I did ask TK what he thought about it, and I know you didn't hate it. Yeah, like it was a movie. So it like happened to me. <laughs> I, you know, I okay, don't know. So I just, he hated it. I feel like I feel like Hellraiser is like a franchise that I've been so disinterested in. It's like a franchise I'll never watch. But so like basically, have the, you seen all of them or is it? No, okay. I, I just saw the. But I know what happened. Like I know the the premise of Hellraiser is like people that are so um, hungry and lustful for pleasure that have drained their ability to be fulfilled by any fleshly desire. And so what they do is they seek out this puzzle box that is like a, a legendary puzzle box that apparently will give them some sort of otherworldly satisfaction. And then that summons the Cenobites and the they're pinhead guys the pin yeah like pinhead and those guys and they inflict like suffering and the way that they see it is like suffering is equal to pleasure and it's it's like a very like bdsm 
thing. But huh. it it changed like the 2022 kind of changes the narrative to where it's like it's almost like kind of an addiction narrative because it's like no matter no matter what you do you can't have enough is like more like the message of the film mm. which like is true but it's like it's like it's not the same thing as like what the original film was about and i feel like that's such like grief grief and addiction are like two very tired tropes in horror right now it's like oh wow another horror movie about grief neat you know whereas like un- uh, <laughs> it follows is like dude we're doing one on stds like and like just do something different you know what i mean but Anyways, yeah. I, I just felt like Hellraiser had some... It, it was like the Cenobites were in theory disturbing because they're like um, th- like basically like mutilated humans sent to inflict suffering. And like they're all just so CGI'd and like not super practical looking that it's like, eh. Ah. But then, then is it like pretty gory? Like ripping people apart I mean, or whatever? Yeah, but like again, it's CGI. So it's like, eh. And like for some reason, like CGI gore, like du- like really bugs me. Not in a like like a ooh way, but in like a like. Uh. Yeah, gotcha. Have like it's seen, not effective. It's not effective. Yeah. Have you seen Dread? No, That's I know what it is movie. though. Yeah, a lot of CGI gore and like slow mo shots and stuff. It's interesting. Carl Urban freaking kills it though. Mm-hmm. Just I mean, in, just in general. Yeah, I love him. Okay, so. So oh oh my scare score for that one oh, yeah. is us six okay I'm as afraid of I'm I'm as afraid of CGI mutilated corpses demon corpses as I am diving boards got it okay okay one more question has someone who's never seen any of the Hellraiser movies do they all have pins in their heads or is it just that one guy it's just that one guy but in this movie it's actually a lady which is pretty cool oh huh. they gender bent pinhead yeah but okay so but then the others. What did you say? Xenobites? Xenobites. Xenobites. Are they all, are they like tortured in some other way? Like are the pins like some sort of torture thing? No. So, I mean, yeah, like in the 2022 one, she like takes out one of the pins and it like, she takes it out and it's like. Really freaking long. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> ah, um, but it, yeah, they're, they've all basically like the Cenobites, the, the idea of the Cenobites is their people that have been tortured and suffered by the puzzle box. So they come back and they're mutilated in similar ways as to the ways that they wanted to receive pleasure. And oh. so they're, they're hmm. cut, like, right. Cause they're, they believe like, okay, you want the ultimate pleasure. Great. So I'm going to give you the ultimate pain. So it's, which like, I think that's an, an interesting concept. Sure. Okay. All right. Yeah. I never none, of, none of that was in the 2022 version. Okay. Okay. Um, I would like to guess number seven film that was scary in concept but fell flat in scares. Okay. Wait, what was? Can you remind me again what Hellraiser was? Which one that was? That was the stabbiest puzzle, puzzle box. box. Right. Actually, I take it back. Something scary in concept. Hmm. I guess it's hard to say just based on the covers, you know, because I feel like maybe a trailer would be more helpful there. Hmm. Well, actually, I'll guess it. I was thinking that one might be Barbarian, which I saw with you. 
and I also thought was scarier in concept than actually seeing. I, I had the thought. It's, it seems like that's a no. Also, I was kind of thinking Hansel and Gretel, just because some of those movies tend to fall a little flat, even though the concept is scary. But he's encouraging us. To Google? To I don't Google know what it. I'm going to Google. Or no, just, just use your, just use use your stuff, guys. Oh, okay. Which well, one, I want to. I want to. Which one do we want an answer for? Right, because we have you know? a gimme. Oh, okay. W- yeah. Which one do we want an answer for? Let's look at that. Here, I mean, the laughing out loud one seems like a good candidate because that's somewhat personal to TK. Or or most terrifying jump scare, unless one of you guys have an idea, because I don't. Yeah. Same. I feel like because I don't know what I'm going to Google here. I don't most know. Most terrifying woman scorned. I don't know about you guys, but like maybe I'm an overachiever here. I want to try to guess them all before I just use a clue. Especially the further we get, like that's the, the fun and, part. And there's me. no like it's not like you get it's not like you lose anything if you guess wrong. Right. right. So go I just want to keep guessing. Okay. Okay. Go for it. Same. Done. Um, I'm gonna say. Oh yeah. Oh, you had a guess uh, again for concept. No, I, I already guessed. Okay. It, I thought it was barbarian because I didn't think it was actually that scary. Um, I'm going to guess, if that's okay, for woman scorned is going to be dumplings. No, but that is very close. Ooh. That cover just looks, you know, like a woman on a warpath. I would say that, I mean, it is. Like, it is a woman scorned, but there's another woman scorned that I'm a much more afraid of. Okay. I mean, bedeviled for woman scorned. I don't know. I'm just going based on the cover. Yeah, that's it. Dang. Yes. Let's Dude, go. Bedeviled is 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 like bedeviled is like li- if the girl from Liverleaf grew up and then had a worse life. Oh. So I mean, basically, it's about like a woman that. Um, all right. It's, it's interesting because you don't meet the main character of the film for 40 minutes. I need a the new film. pen. I'm sorry to derail this. Oh, you're okay. I think I have one. No, I don't. Oh, a silver sharpie. Dude. That doesn't work. It doesn't work. I'll try, I'll try this try first. Yeah. Um, but it takes forty minutes for you to like meet the main character, which is like really interesting. Huh. That's really cool, actually. Yeah, I like that. But like the kind of the movies, it's it's like a friend. Oh, how do I explain this? Like a, a these two little girls that grew up together. Um, they grow up and then one of them loses their job and so like the first 40 minutes of the film it's like chronicling this girl like losing her job and then she's like i just really need a vacation to like clear my head i'm gonna go visit my old childhood friend that lives on this island and so she goes and visits her friend and her friend has a miserable life right so she lives on this island uh it's like a very patriarchal society um and there's only old women that live on the island and then a few men and one of the men uh, is this the childhood friend's like husband, and he married her and took in her daughter, uh, and he is physically, emotionally, sexually abusive. Right? He's just the the biggest piece of crap. Um, and the his brother is the other man that lives on the island. And he's like very he's like a very like rapey guy. Okay, he's just like bad news. Um, he tries to like drug and rape the girl that comes and visits. Um, and basically there's an exchange that happens where the woman's daughter, cause it's not her, her husband's 
daughter. It's only her daughter. He is beating up this woman and she accidentally or the, the little girl steps in to intervene and he pushed the, the piece of crap dude, pushes the little girl. She falls, hits her head on a rock and dies. Um, and then the police come to the island. They take everybody's statements and everybody on the island out of respect for the husband because they believe that that's like how they should run. They lie and say it was an accident um, instead of something that was actually, ha- that happened. Um, so basically this woman snaps and it's revealed later that when the, the little girl is killed, she looks up and she sees her childhood best friend watching everything. And the childhood best friend just turns and walks away. Doesn't help with anything. And then when the police come and talk to her, she's just like, I didn't really see what happened. So this woman has nobody on her side. And then all of the older women on the island say like, he took in your your child and, and you when you had nothing, like you should be thankful to him. And that's how all the old women are. And there's a scene where she's like digging up potatoes, right? Cause that's like their job there. Right? They have to harvest potatoes. And she just looks up in the sky and stares at the sun and something in her snaps. And she picks up a sickle and slaughters everyone on the Island. And it, it's like, it's not like a fun slaughter. It's like terrifying and gross. And then she basically like the friend that comes to visit makes it onto the mainland and she follows the friend and it's it's just like gosh like every beat of it is just so heartbreaking but it's beautifully shot beautiful story i've never seen anything like it obviously other than liverleaf it's like liverleaf is like the high school version of bedeviled like it's just very interesting dang yeah very good and it was recommended by chris chris duckman is a great youtuber that does um movie reviews so he he like recommended this and then it was on Tubi and I was like heck yeah so uh, I gave that one a score scare of seven because there is a scene where she takes a sickle and cuts the horny brother's head off and then hides it in a tree and then they get back to the island and they're like looking around and then they look up in the tree and they're like whoa that was pretty scary so I gave it a seven fair enough and just like the tension and man seeing people get raped I don't like watching rapes. I don't. I don't. I don't care who knows it. <laughs> I'm. I'll come goodness. out and say it. I'll come out as anti-rape. That's that's a safe thing to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. I, I would like to guess the most terrifying jump scare. Oh, let's go, dude. Just because I looked at the covers and it seems like I saw the devil would be scary, so I'm going to guess that one. As a jump scare. Nope, a Rooney. Shoot. Okay. I'm going to take a stab at that one. Cool. Shudder. Nope, a Rooney. You got <laughs> Tanner knows something the answer at the wall. I know the answer to this yeah. one. Is it Barbarian? It's then? Barbarian, isn't it? Dude, Wait. that scene when Skarsgård Skarsgård is crawling tunnel. in the tunnel. It's yeah. just like, no. Nope. Nope. Because here's the thing about that jump scare is it makes sense. Of yeah. course he'd be crawling in a tunnel while you have a light that is a limited light source and he comes into frame. That would actually happen and scare you in real life. Plus there's so a Skarsgård in the movie. There's a Skarsgård. And it, I don't think there's like any like actual like sound sting. It's just a visual thing that happens and it surprises you and it's, it's scary. So it makes sense for the film. And it scared the poop out of me. 
And I knew it was coming. Because I saw the trailer and I still like it. Poop came out of Wait, does it happen in the trailer? Yeah. Because yeah. I saw the trailer too, but I didn't remember that. That was what stuck out the most to me in the trailer. I was like, oh, dang, that looks scary. We should watch the trailer. And the... <laughs> it was before Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Yeah, it was. I forgot. But I gave Barbarian yeah. <laughs> a scare score of... like, Because, again, like there was some pretty good like gore effects. That's true. Um, I thought the villain was pretty spooky. There was like, a lot of tension. And like you do... like You feel really bad for the lady. So I gave it a scare score of eight. Because okay. it scared me. Like I thought it was pretty scary, and I've seen like a lot of, I've seen a lot of stuff, man. Have you really? What have you seen? Some things. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. Based on the Wikipedia summary, it seemed really upsetting. But like, it's also very funny. Is it? Mm-hmm. Kinda. Yeah. Huh. Like intentionally, I, I would or say, at like, its own expense. I I I think upsetting is a good word. I don't know if like it didn't really like scare me. Yeah, I think unsettling is a good word. Yeah, but I mean like there's a scene where because like basically like the woman like kind of the thesis of the movie is like women women take so many more per- precautions than men do. Like case in point, when because she like finds in the b- basement of this B and B like a room with a poop bucket, a dirty mattress, a bloody handprint on the wall, and then a video camera in the corner way underground and when the guy like so basically like justin long comes and like finds it because he owns the property so he's like looking around the property and he finds that room and he's like yes more square footage to like put up you know and so and then he and you see him just like walking around with a ruler it's or, so uh, funny or, uh, like the a tape measure and because like again like so, funny. so for the woman it's like holy crap this is terrible I, I have to leave for the guy he's like oh a score and it's like, dude, it's so funny seeing him like walk around that like labyrinth with his stupid tape measure. He's and he's such a pe- like, dude. Justin Long is so underrated. Like he's he's so good in that yeah. movie. Okay. So yeah, it's like the way that they do it. I don't want to say exactly what TK just said, but like she's super terrified, and then he finds it, and it's like this moment where he's like silent. And you almost think he's going to start to realize. And then it just cuts to a scene of him Googling, can you count <laughs> underground rooms as square footage on a listing? <laughs> Dude, it's... Uh, I, so he's a property owner for this. And I yep. I feel like Barbarian is getting like... It's getting... I mean, like, I see that people really like it, but I also see that it gets flack. Like, hard recommend. It's a great movie. There's, like, some scary parts to it, but it's also very funny. Like, the funny... Yep. It's more funny than it is scary. Yeah, and like it is, it's it's filmed by the like the kid that, uh, or like the whitest kids you know, like that oh, show. Really? So it's directed, written by the guy that played Abraham Lincoln in the Abraham Lincoln skit. Now you messed up. Now, now you messed up. Listen, listen to the woman, John. <laughs> so that's that's the guy that wrote and directed, and it's dude, it's so good, and like that's what's so fun about like Jordan Peele and this guy. Is like their comedy people making incredible horror movies, because like horror and comedy are so close. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. it's all about d- like mm-hmm. not meeting expect like not 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 meeting expectations, but like what do you call it? Subverting subverting expectations. expectations. Yeah, subverting and like that's comedy and horror. But I want to say too, like also timing. I think. Uh, per, like Pearl is my number one movie of 2022. So good, but Barbarian is like a close second. Like, really, it's so good. Please watch it. Huh? What about Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Because you like that more than anyone. Yeah, I mean, I I'd know. have to think about that. Okay, 
I, I thought Bodies, Bodies, Bodies <laughs> was better than Nope. Really? Really? I, I kind of thought Nope. Like, the more I think about Nope, the more I'm kind of like, eh. Nope. I liked Nope. Yeah, I mean, like, I liked I wanna it. I want to watch Nope. I haven't seen it's it. It's like yet. a slightly scary Western. I liked Jaws more. Well, Jaws is a great movie. I liked Jurassic Park more. That's a classic. I just, That's I think amazing. I don't like monster movies that much. Uh, I get, like, bored with them. Hmm. That's what, what did you think of the end of Ten Cloverfield Lane? Then I oh, I didn't, I didn't watch that. Cloverfield. Dude, it's Ten so Cloverfield good. Lane is the best Cloverfield movie. It's so good. Also, The Mist is good. Okay, but The Mist is Stephen King, so like I have to like it. Okay, right. Okay, That's a good monster movie. Let's though. keep going. All Ten right. Cloverfield Lane, though. Watch that. It's King. incredible. It's really good. John, uh, you would like it. It does. You don't have to have seen Cloverfield. No, in fact, it was a retcon. They stuck in yeah. parts of the movie just to make it a Cloverfield movie, but it's fantastic. Which is also what they did with the third one. But it didn't work so well. <laughs> it was just so bad. Anyway. All right, so we have something that made him laugh out loud, and, and my concern is that while Tag looks like maybe a somewhat tongue-in-cheek-looking cover, um, there are multiple reasons TK could be laughing out loud. You know, I'm wondering... Man, I can't remember if TK liked Halloween Ends or Halloween Kills more. Which one was his preference? Because I, I feel like he could be laughing at something being ridiculous. Right now, I'm leaning towards Halloween Ends being the film that disrespected the legacy of the original the most. Interesting. Uh, because we got, rid of, we got rid of Exorcism and Hellraiser already. Yeah. So that's kind of... I want to save that one. I okay. think... That's fair. That the one that made you laugh out loud multiple times was rigor mortis that has a really scary looking no. cover dude i know i just feel no. like it's a trick. I, it did make me laugh but not like multiple times okay See, um, i just had a feeling ooh, dumplings no damn i remember that was like the closest Dumpli- one to dumplings a- did not make me laugh oh was it tag no okay tag made me laugh but hmm. not like that okay this is like totally shooting in the dark. No idea. I mean, we could just make use him tell a us clue. With a clue. Use a clue. Because okay, let's use a clue. Let's Google movie that made. No, TK I just want to use a clue. Not a Google. I want to use okay. a clue. Okay. Clue. Um, gosh, I, j- I gave you a clue. You're probably asking me like, just show me, show me, what this is. I saw the devil. Show me the ghost. Show, show me, me the ghost. ghost, dude. Show me the ghost. Is a 2021 uh, Korean horror comedy. Um, it's about like these. It's like about this guy, this guy and girl who are like best friends. Um, they move into an apartment that's fully furnished, and they're like, "This is so great! Like, it's totally fully furnished. Everything's like here. It's almost like the the owner just like left town." And basically, what happens is they find out that it's haunted. Um. And there, so basically, like, there's one type of monster, like, movie monster that is scarier to me than any other kind of movie monster. And it is called. A Wendigo. I'm, I'm no, <laughs> I'm going to butcher this. An Unrio, okay? So it's a, it's, it's a ghost, okay? Mostly a ghost, ghostly woman who appears in white with black unkempt hair over her face. Oh, so like ring. Yeah, it is. That is these, like, you show me that. Okay, you show me any monster from any movie, and then you show me that, and I'm like, nope, I'm I'm out. So that's, like, very scary to me. So anyways, that is in this movie. But basically, like, there's this scene where they're, like, going through, and they're like, oh, this house has this, it has this. 
And then they go to the bedroom and like the guy picks up a teddy bear on the bed and he's like, and look, this is Charles, my roommate. But like the way he says it is it made me laugh so hard because he's just like this like dumb guy. And then there's this other scene where they're like, <laughs> they're trying to like move out of the haunted house because like they don't want to live in a haunted house. So like they pose as realtors <laughs> like showing the apartment and then like multiple people come through and like the ghost will appear and like do something like textbook, like ghost, like, and then the people will run and then the two just sit on the couch, like, dang it. <laughs> and they're, they're just like totally not clued into like the severity of the situation, but they're just like trying to like sell that. It's so funny. So it's intentionally comedic. So it's like intentionally comedic. It's oh, very, it really made I me I might laugh. watch that. I, I would give that a scare score just because of like, I'm very afraid of when Rio's. So I gave it a four. Because there's like some like shots that are pretty terrifying, but like it's so it's it's a comedy. Does the ghost ever act in a comedic way, or is it like no? It's like very straight. played straight. Okay, because basically like the girl like spoiler alert like the neighbor of that house killed the girl that is the Onrio, and she's trying to like tell them like this guy's bad. Like okay. do like do justice to got me. it, mm. and so but dude, it, it, like there's so many scenes in that movie that like had me like yell laughing. It's super good. Wow. Okay. Yeah, very good. And that was is that in English and subtitled? No, so it's uh, or, or uh, in Korean, in, Korean and subtitled. In don't don't be afraid of subtitles. They're great. Seriously, but don't be afraid of subtitles. I, the only reason I ask is because you said the way he said it was funny, and so I wasn't sure if it was just like yeah. so. Char- Charles, like he says, Charles. Like the name in English, okay. But the way he says it is so freaking funny, okay. And then tra- there's this scene where they have to like kick Charles out because they like somebody's like there's evil attached to him, and like the guy gets like really <laughs> so they're kicking the teddy bear <laughs> they have to, like, out. Like kick Charles. <laughs> it's dude, it's so funny. <laughs> I love it. It sounds stupid, but it is good. <laughs> Uh, okay, so last one of this this six pack is a film that was scary in concept but fell flat in scares. You guys won't get this one. I'll just oh yeah bet. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dumplings oh. don't no. Okay. We're gonna well, guess no. that for everything. <laughs> Thirst no. Dang it. The closet no. Howling Village no. oh yeah actually good work. <laughs> Howling Village. So the guy that did the Grudge right. So he did Howling Village and he did Suicide Forest and he's doing a third one next or this year that's coming out soon called Oxhead Village. And it's these three like legendary locations in Japan that are said to be haunted. So he's creating these stories around these places. Um, I don't know if he's going to do more after that, but like they're actually like pretty freaking good. And I want to say like the Howling Village has some like awesome visuals, some like pretty scary scenes, but the ghosts are represented as like these shadow people, which is like, scary in concept but like doesn't it doesn't like it doesn't come off as as scary as it could have been i think they could have like done like twisted it a little bit and made it more interesting um but like character work great like there's a few kills in that movie that are like epic um there's one scene where one of the girls goes it's like a a youtuber that does like a live stream in the howling village and she comes back like super dazed and weird And there's a scene where she's like walking around smiling and waving at people like that are like up in the windows and she's just like walking around peeing and it's like, Oh, 
And then there's a scene where somebody like goes out to look for her, like as she's doing this and they're like looking, looking for her. And you just see in slow motion, her face go like past the persons like in close proximity and just like crash down in front of them in slow motion. And it's really like, it's very scary. Hmm. Um, and yeah, so there's stuff like that. But then there's like shadow people for the ghosts and it's kind of like, ah, so there's like good things in it. And then like, it just fell flat, but it's like good writing, good story. Like I'll probably watch it again. I was act- and actually this movie was coming out in 2020 and I was stoked for it to come out. And then I like just forgot about it and then realized it existed and was like, Oh yeah. Oh, I think you've Howling Village twice on here. There's not two Howling Villages. Oh, di- do I? No, there's not two Howling Villages. Okay. Little discrepancy. Yeah, and this is a real, I, I Googled it and it's like an actual place, which is really interesting. Oh. Yeah. So I again I think like some of it is like like the mystique of it is lost on us like as Americans, but like it's cool that there's like actual like locations that they there's like a lot of folklore and like things in America are like a few hundred years old but things in Japan are like a few thousand, and yeah. so there's uh, you know even like stuff like with Korea because there's a few films films on this list that deal very specifically with like Korea appeasing Japan like in the 1930s and like in like World War II era. And I feel like that's a, a side of history that we're so closed off to and we don't know a lot about. Honestly, I know nothing about that. Yeah, which is really interesting. So, like, a lot of Korean horror is, like, based on that. Hmm. And, like, a lot of Japanese horror is based on, like, what happened with the atom bomb. Like, G- Godzilla is literally, like, a metaphor for the A-bomb. Or, or, you know, the bomb that was dropped on whatever. I don't Hir- think... It was the H-bomb. Oh, yeah. oh. The H bomb. Yeah. So that was dropped on Hiroshima and like Godzilla is like a metaphor Mm -hmm. for that. And so like a ton of Japanese horror is, and then also like the whole idea of like the Anryu is something that is like thousands of years old. So that's like the ghost in the ring has been around for like generations. So it's like, that's, that's scary, man. Mm. Not, not cool. Okay. What else do we have? All right, so we, that's the six for for that six pack. No way, mm-hmm. guys, you're crushing it. So we have six, another six. Okay. Um, I think it's Jonathan's turn to read. Yeah, indeed. Okay, so the next six. Um, best number, acting number thirteen. Best acting slash most heartbreaking scene. Number fourteen, most disgusting film that I also liked more as I thought about it. This Chinese film was nuts. It's a meditation on the value of proper sexual health care for women, on what happens to desperate people, and youth and beauty. Number 15, a film that disrespected the legacy of its original film the most. Number 16, favorite vampires. Number 17, favorite direction in a film. And number 18, movie that ruined its entire plot in the last minute. I got some some pre-filled guesses. Whoa! Um, Whoa! You one, went for it. One of which I've already said. I like on the right side. I'm putting my guesses on the right so I can put the answers on the left. But I already mentioned this: the disrespecting of the legacy. I feel like as Halloween ends, mm-hmm. um, I watched a Red Letter Media review of it, and um, it sounded like it was good. But then they really screwed it up at the end. Um, but 
I'm, that's what I'm submitting. That's my guess. That is true. Okay. And to go along with that answer, I want to show you guys. <laughs> is that okay? Yeah. Can I show you guys? This? Yes. Yes. Okay. For those listening, please enjoy the audio. So, you have a Halloween reboot slash sequel, sequel, sequel for me? Oh, God, I think so. Yeah, I'm not sure what this is anymore, but you got that new Halloween movie for me? Oh, yeah, yes, sir, I do. Amazing. So this one's going to take place four years after the events of the last movie, right? Oh, yeah, and what's going on with Laurie Strode? Uh, you know, she's just kind of doing her best to live a normal suburban life, you know, just taking it easy. Really? Yeah, that is, that's what I wrote here. Why? What's up? It's just like two movies ago, we said she had spent like 40 years training and being paranoid just in case Michael Myers ever escaped from the asylum he was in. Right. And now Michael Myers has killed her daughter and is on the loose, and she's just chilling. Yeah, no, she's chilling. Oh, okay, cool. So anyway, we're gonna meet this weird 24-year-old dude named Corey, right? Hey, what's his deal? Well, his deal is that the movie's about him now. Oh, it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Michael Myers and Laurie Strode? Ah, not so much, no. Isn't that what people would want to see, though? Who's to say? I mean, probably, probably everybody. Okay, well, look, we could focus the marketing <laughs> on Laurie Strode versus Michael Myers, but I think in terms of the actual movie, we're gonna really want to focus on this Corey guy. If you say so. So what's going on? with, uh, Corey, was it? Corey, yeah, and so three years ago, he accidentally killed the kid he was babysitting, and the whole town hates him now. Like, he gets bullied by some high school kids. Oh, uh, like big football jocks? <laughs> oh, worse! Yeah. Marching band. What? Yeah, these little marching band <laughs> kids are real mean to Corey, and one day while they're bullying him, he hurts his hand. Uh-oh. And so Lori <clears throat> brings him to this doctor office where her daughter Allison is now a nurse, and she's like, hey, maybe, maybe you date my daughter now. What? And Allison sees this dude, and she's like, oh, Oh, I am very much into this weird guy who killed a child and gets bullied by teenage marching band geeks. Well, you know, that is pretty hot. Yeah, it is. So they're deeply in love now. Yeah, no, I get it. But then Corey's gonna get bullied by the marching band again. God, these tiny musicians will not leave this guy alone. I know, <laughs> and this time they push him off a little bridge, and while he's unconscious, he gets dragged into a sewer by Michael Myers. He's the guy this is supposed to be about. He is, except it's very much about Corey. So what's going on? with Michael Myers. I mean, at the end of the last movie, we said he was like the embodiment of evil, and he took out a whole entire armed mob by himself. Oh, yeah. Well, I forgot about all that. So now he's very weak, and he's been living in a sewer for four years. Oh, yeah. So, you know, hopefully people won't really remember how the last movie ended. This is a direct sequel to it. It is, yeah. And so he killed a bunch of people <laughs> and then suddenly became kind of a geriatric Pennywise the Clown, just an arthritic old man occasionally killing people in a sewer. I guess that's a scary horror movie bad guy. It might be. So anyway, he grabs Corey and he doesn't actually kill him, but they lock eyes. Are they gonna kiss? They're not gonna kiss, no, but it seems like Michael maybe sees the same darkness inside Corey that he has inside himself. There's something going on with the eyes. Is it supernatural? Who knows? You? Nope. And so then Corey leaves the sewer and immediately kills a homeless guy. Oh my god. And then he goes to see Allison and he's like, I just killed a guy. Like, I just murdered a dude. Yeesh. How does she react? Well, she doesn't really, so they keep on dating. Oh, okay. And then Corey's gonna bring this cop that used to date Allison into the sewer and kinda kill him with Michael. Oh boy. 
here we go. Michael Myers is back, maybe. Yeah. And also Corey. Mostly Corey. I don't, <laughs> I don't know who that is. Then they're gonna kill another couple of people together, and Corey's gonna be kind of consumed by the darkness and want to go on a killing spree. Uh-oh. But first he wants Michael's iconic mask. Well, it's gonna be impossible to get Michael Myers' mask off of him. Actually, it's gonna be super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Oh, really? Yeah, he just heads to the sewer and beats the crap out of him and takes it from him. This kid that was beaten up by some marching band kids beats the crap out of Michael Myers. Yeah, just whoops his little psychopath butt and steals his mask and runs away. Alright. So then he goes on a killing spree, but when he gets to Lori, she shoots him. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he's not actually dead yet, and he tells her, if I can't have your daughter, no one can. And then he cuts his own neck. But if he's dead, doesn't that mean anyone except him can have her now? Oh, uh, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> anyway, now it's time for the final act of the movie. So the guy we've spent the entire movie following doesn't make it into the final act. Correct, because now it's time for the big showdown this has all been leading up to, uh, you know, mostly in the background, I guess. Which is? This old, weak sewer guy who was just beat up by a guy who was bullied by band geeks versus... A grandmother. Right. And so then they <laughs> fight, and the grandmother wins. Oh, uh, violent grandmas are tight. Yeah, they are. And so then the whole town comes together and parades through the streets with Michael's dead body. How did everybody find out? Did Lori send out a group text? Probably a group text situation, yeah. So then they throw his body into this grinder thing, which, you know, grinds it. Gross. And so that's it? He's dead, dead? He's dead, dead, sir. And then we see Lori writing a book about the whole experience, and she's like, there will be no grave, no memorial. The memory of him will fade. The memory of him will fade. Wow. Wait, she wrote that in a book? Yes. Okay. And so that's about it. What do you think? Well, listen, as long as we got the iconic mask and knife and the marketing material, this is gonna make money. <laughs> I love Hi everybody, Ryan Rage. George. Uh, oh my god, so funny. funny. So that's that was that hilarious. Garbage pile of a movie. <laughs> I don't even want to say anything more about it. It was the most nonsensical. Like it was fun to watch because it made me so angry. Not because I'm like, not because I'm like, I man, I just love the Halloween franchise. I don't. But what I hate is dumb storytelling, and people that don't know how to write a narrative. And they're just like, I just want to make money. So hear me out. Next Halloween movie, they dig up the grave of Michael Myers. They stab a fence post in it. Lightning strikes it. Yes. <laughs> James Bond opening. Dude. I watched I watched um, Friday the 13th Part 6. It's last so weekend. good. It's so um, good. It's, it's, a, so it's actually a good movie. All right. So that was the gimme, I feel like, of this set, right? Sure. So we got five more. Anyone else have any guesses? I have a guess. Okay. Just because uh, we need to guess it every round until we get it. Correct. Mm -hmm. I think most disgusting film that you also liked more as you thought about it is Dumplings. It is. Yes. No way. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was that or Don't Two. Click. Oh, I thought it was that or Two Sisters. Dude, Dumpling. I mean, Dumplings is about this woman aunt may who makes these dumplings from spider-man no but i kept thinking about that <laughs> i kept thinking is it peter's about to come home <laughs> i'm glad you made that connection too no it's the other howling village is actually dumplings oh yeah so obviously guys. i, I made that, you didn't figure that out. <laughs> i made that really quickly today um so dumplings yeah it's about this woman aunt may who makes these dumplings and she has a special ingredient in those dumplings, and it, it it's is people, isn't it? It's 
fetuses. Soylent green. Oh. oh, it's fetuses, and if you eat the fetuses, then you are you're given your vitality and youth and sex appeal back. So this woman comes and like starts eating the dumplings to like win the heart of her husband back, and it's shit like it's it's it goes in so many weird places. Like Aunt May has a affair with that woman's husband. It's so it's just like crazy things happen. And there's like a sink abortion scene in the movie, and like, it's it's very realistic. Like, I, I all I kept thinking during that scene is like they had they had actors do this, um, and it's like, but it does bring up a lot of like thoughts about like proper sexual health care, and like I don't, it's such a thought provoking film where like no one can really decide if it's pro life or pro choice, like it's it, there's equal pull to it, and I think that's cool. But did it have to be so gory to get that across? That's my problem with horror sometimes. Like, right. Did did it have to go there? No. I, no, not necessarily. But I, I does it counterpoint? Nothing has to be literally anything at all. True, and I'm sure. Some, I mean, some people will enjoy that film. I'm just saying it's it's a little much. Yeah, I, I think maybe it's more that if you're trying to say like, this is the best way to approach this subject, sure, okay. then yeah, it doesn't have to do that. Right. But like it as a movie can do whatever it wants. For I sure. Guess, but but. The, I think the thing that I respect about horror is like, we're going to show horrific things as horrific. And, and uh, I mean, like I, I do think like the whole idea of like, you know, the biblical definition of evil is one people group exploiting another people group for their own benefit. Um, every time the word evil is used in scripture, that's like the context that it's being used in. It's describing that action. And so dumplings is like a very good description of that because it's somebody taking a powerless something and gaining something from it. And it's not a good, it's not like you go girl. It's like a, this is messed up. And it's, I think it's effective for that. And yeah, like it's not needed. It just, it really disturbed me. Uh, the visuals, the like her apartment is disgusting. She'll be cooking the dumplings and like spitting sunflower seeds on the floor. That really bothered me. That was maybe the most disturbing part of the movie. <laughs> and like there is a scene where she's like cutting up a fetus and putting it in a dump. You know, like there's 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 visuals like that. But I think again, like it's so important to to I I don't know like to think about the 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 uncomfortable things in life and like that film did a good job of that so yeah i on my scale score i give it a five. Oh, and for <laughs> uh, uh halloween ends i gave it a zero because it was so dumb that it wasn't even scary there's there's no interesting ki- like at least give us some interesting kills none so stupid waste of time how dare you good thing i watched it on peacock for free (laughs) okay so i have another guess for one of these if i may um favorite vampires i'm just gonna say thirst nailed it so the guy that did old boy did thirst oh really so park shamwook and he he's now one of my favorite directors of all time after seeing like some of his films and Thirst is the end of Midnight Mass is, I'm pretty sure, like, inspired by Thirst. That's how Thirst ends. Oh. And Thirst came out 11 years before Midnight Mass. 
And it's, yeah, I mean, it's just about like these two vamp, like it's about this, this priest that he's a priest and he really wants to like do something amazing with his life. So he goes uh, to Africa because they're studying a virus, like a viral skin infection. And they're trying to see like, cause like it, it only appears in Asian, in Asian and like Middle Eastern men. And so he's like, Hey, like I'll go and like do research on this. And so they give him a blood transfusion because they administer the disease to him. He catch, catches the disease. He's given a blood transfusion and is miraculously healed. Um, and he has like super strength. Uh, come to find out the blood that they gave him was from a vampire. So he becomes a vampire. <laughs> and he is after that point does a complete turn. Or I, I would say complete turn, but a reluctant complete turn into basically being... Um, completely completely absorbed into like fleshly pleasures he turns uh one of his like childhood friends wives into a vampire because he like is attracted to her they like hook up she like she becomes a vampire but she's like a bad person and like does a bunch of sketchy stuff and because he feels like a responsibility like he like basically tries to take her out and there's this scene at the end like spoiler alert they die but there's a scene at the end where like the sun is rising and they go out to like the this like cliffside kind of desert overlooking the ocean and they have like their car and there's like a lot more to this movie so like hard recommend on it it's very good uh, but there's this car and she tries to she tries to like cr- climb under the car cuz the sun's about to rise right he <clears throat> he does something to where like you can't climb under the car and then she she gets in the trunk uh, and grabs him and they like get in the trunk and he kicks the trunk and it like flies up in the air. And then you see them just fight over this trunk. It's like the most hilarious scene where like there's a ticking clock, but they're fighting over a trunk and there's no music to it. So it's just like the static shot of these two people doing tech of war. And then they like put it in place and then he takes it and he throws it into the ocean and then they end up just sitting on the car, like on the hood of the car. Sun rises, they become ash. Very similar to Midnight Mass. Um, and yeah, like it's it's like very sad. Uh, but I don't. I think Thirst was incredible. Hard recommend on that movie. Hmm. What's your scare score? Uh, I I mean, just because there's some there's like some like intense parts. Uh, like there's a a scene where they have like a dinner party. Um. And it's revealed. So basically, they they kill the the lady, her husband, so that they can be together. And like the people at the dinner party figure it out through like this absurd. Like, so go see the movie because the way they figure it out is hilarious. It's like this is also like a more of a comedy. And then they like start screaming, and then they run, and then you just see like the two vampires be like, "Crap, we got to kill these people." <laughs> and it's like so just stuff like that so i'd say maybe like a four or a five but yeah dude it's it's not as like upsetting as old boy but it's like very good i would like to guess for best acting most heartbreaking um i i really don't know but i'm gonna guess a tale of two sisters oh so close Dang it. so close close is that a clue um you're, J- Jonathan's crossing them out as he goes, so that's very smart. Hmm. 
the call? No. Okay. Someone else. Remember, you have replenished. It's true. It's true. Replenished helps. Okay, let's use a clue. Yeah. Okay, for for which one? Dealer's choice. (laughs) Okay. Um... Um, I mentioned a particular director who's who's mentioned in a Bare Naked Lady song, and then I said the film he directed that is on this list. Which one would that be? Which which uh, like favorite direction? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that movie is about um, a <laughs> a like criminologist. Who moves next door to a serial killer? Oh. So it's like Disturbia, kind of. Yeah, uh, pretty similar. Okay, it's like Japanese. No, but like the, basically, like to be neighborly, like they start to kind of build a relationship with this neighbor. Turns out he's a serial killer. He starts administering the wife with tranquilizers that make her like more susceptible to like reason, and like. He slow like it's he's like the he's like so disarming but so creepy and like basically like abducts this family and he with his victims he never kills anybody he he suggests through like like drugging people um that they <laughs> they do his dirty work and they do the killing for him so he's like a master level like manipulator and like the thing that I love about Kurosawa films so I've seen 3 now but he he does this in all of his films, and it's really annoying but really cool. Where he just has like a very wide shot, and his characters are random places in the shot. And this happens in all of his movies, where they're just like wandering around for like a long extended period of time. And you're like, get to the point, and it's super <laughs> annoying. But like, it's it's like his thing. I've noticed that in all of his movies. Hmm. But in creepy, like it works because they're like exploring the outside of the houses that he used to like the serial killer like used to live in. But yeah, that one's like really good. I'd give it a scare score of like probably, probably five. Hmm. Like there's some stuff in there that's like, Ooh, but it's like, it's more of like a crime drama than a horror movie. Interesting. Yeah. The other Kurosawa films I saw were cure and pulse. Um, pulse has the scariest like segment of a movie I've ever seen. What happens? It's a, it's a, basically it's like a woman in a black dress at the end of a hallway walking down the hallway and she's like a ghost, but you don't see her face and she's like the person that played her was like a dancer or like was like some kind of motion expert, but she like trips in slow motion and goes to one side and juts back up and then keeps walking and the guy's like watching this happen in slow motion as she's like coming towards him. So he like goes to hide behind the couch. And then you just see her face like slowly creep up over the couch. And it's like, the, it's so scary. It's like the scariest thing I've seen in a movie. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Kurosawa is a boss. So we have heartbreaking and ruined its plot. Hmm. And heartbreaking is not a tale two sisters or the call, both of which I guessed. 
Correct. So we have we so shortlisting. Is it audition? I know what audition is, and it's not. Jonathan knows what audition is. Is it midnight? No. Oh, uh, for which one? Um, <laughs> best acting, most heartbreak. <laughs> yes. Okay, dude. Okay, so midnight is another crime thriller. Like I, I, I knew it wasn't a horror movie, but I was like, whatever. I don't care. Um, it's about a serial killer that like is stalking a deaf mo- uh, daughter and mother because they witnessed him like commit a crime. So he's trying to like get rid of the loose ends. And the way that this scumbag is able to like manipulate the police and like exploit their disability is like very scary. But the girls are like super BA. But there's a scene where like basically they're like in the middle of a busy street and they're crouched down talking. Like this is like near the end of the movie. And the deaf girl, and she's not deaf in real life, but she portrays a deaf person. And like half of my family is is hearing impaired. So like she did a like I've been around deaf people a lot. And she does a wonderful job of like portraying like with dignity like this disability, which I was very impressed with. And then there's a scene where you know they're both like kind of crouched down, and she's talking to him, and she's signing and like trying to talk, and she's saying like, "Please don't kill me. There's so many, there's so many places I still want to visit with my mother. Um, there's so many places I still want to go. So many things I want to do. I want to meet a nice man and have two kids." And she just goes on, and it's like. You like I got emotional watching that because it's like it's so real and it like just transports you into that scene and like what she's feeling and it makes you hate the like the serious and he's like such a piece of crap that he's like, well, I'm still going to kill, you know, and like, but besides that, like her being emotional, she's also like very proactive, but in a very real like she's not like, you know, jumping motorcycles off of buildings like she's a very like proactive but realistic hero that outsmarts him and it's awesome. Mm. Nice. Yeah. And that it's very not, cool. I would say like a, like a one sure. for the scary, like it's not scary. It's, it's like very crime. good. Hmm. It's almost like a Hitchcock movie. Like it's super cool. Or like, oh. uh, 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 rear window. No, Vertigo. I was trying to think of not a Hitchcock movie. Anyways, I'll come up with it eventually. But. Yeah. Dude. Midnight is very, very good. Nice. Again, free on Tubi. Like most I of this stuff is free. Didn't get any of that from when I listened to Midnights. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Stupid joke. <laughs> the new Taylor Swift album, Jonathan, <laughs> is oh, called Midnights. <laughs> I I know that. I listened to part of it. I didn't I, mind uh, it. I'm gonna say I basically just like Jack Antoff. Antonoff. It's a great album to listen to if you can't speak English. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the lyrics are insufferable. They're, they're so bad. Oh, really? Yeah, they're so bad. There's, I didn't really pay that much bad. attention. It's atrocious. It is very much one of those things where Taylor is always like, "I write my own lyrics," and I was like, "Bet you do." <laughs> Bet yeah, you do, I, bud. I believe you. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. Again, I do I'm remember one song being pretty bad. Yeah, wise. One of the first few. It, it's like there's this one lyric. Not to derail this whole conversation, yeah, yeah. where she's like, "You ever start like making out with someone at a party, and everyone laughs at you, and then 15 seconds later, everyone's clapping, and it's literally like what, like one of those, and everyone clapped kind of stories that people say. It just, it's so cringe." Did you watch Fantano's review? Uh, it's, yes, it's, I did. Yeah, he goes in on it. He he, but he rips that thing a new one. He does not like that album. Yeah, it's great. I think I think it's better than he thinks it is because I think I like the. Production I think most more. things are better than he thinks he is. Or he thinks it is. Except he's, Death Grips. I don't like Death Grips. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't stand Death Grips. 
any band that puts penises on things just for fun, it's like, you know, I probably don't align with you value-wise. Yeah, Sinner Get Ready was hard to listen to as well. Anyways, Fantana is a whole other subject. Okay, anyways. Uh, Zodiac was the movie I was trying to think of. That's oh. like scary, but, oh. like but in, in a, a crime way. Crime yeah. yeah, that's I've, exactly what the night is I've like. watched okay. that. I will not watch it again because the, there's that stabbing scene upsetting. in daylight and yeah it, my no goodness sound, there's no music just but in midnight there's like no, no stabbing no blood no one dies like zodiac hmm. is so rough dude yeah. it's again like midnight is freaking awesome okay. and it's very tense too like it's a very good like well-crafted film okay so cool hmm. that's probably the top of my list right now of ones you recommended at what other ones have you recommended i, I want to like ones for me, like ones for 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 our listeners, ones for people who don't usually watch horror films. Mm. I think yeah, like if if you're interested, I feel like um, any of the more actiony ones. Like if you like action, like Battle Royale is like basically an action movie, um, and it's very good. Uh, I do think <clears throat> Mr. Harrigan's Phone. If you kind of want just like it's o- almost kind of just like a good ghost story. Um, and it has like some pretty good drama to it. I do really like their relationship. Um, that one's great. Show me the ghost again is hilarious. It made me laugh so hard. Is it kind of like what we do in the shadows type of like horror comedy? Yeah, it's very, yeah, that's actually what I was talking about this. I was like thinking about that. I love that movie with like haunted. So instead of vampire and werewolf, it's like haunted house. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's like, it's very bite sized. Like it's, it's a very like palatable movie about like, like the scares, and the um, like humor, it's all very palatable, and you really like the characters; like they're very well written. And then would Thirst be like pretty comparable to like Midnight Mass? Yeah, I mean, like Thirst is like pretty weird. Like okay. it's it's pretty funny. Um, there's like a lot of boobs in it, though. Okay. Like so, there, there's like quite a bit of nudity. Because um, again, it's like a priest being like, "I will have sex now," you know. Gotcha. Uh, but Diva, again, is like one that's like more of like a crime drama. Um, Diva is amazing. Um, I just think everyone should watch Barbarian. Um, Barbarian was fun. Midnight is great. Yeah, both fun and unsettling. Yeah. Mi- Midnight again. And then creepy because it's like more of a crime drama. Um, okay. And so, yeah, like those are, those are the ones if you're like maybe a little more horror adverse. And I think like Kurosawa is just because he like his his whole thing is like following a detective working out a mystery, and I think like that's just fun. Yeah, and it's done. It's not like a stupid Netflix series where it's like twelve episodes. It's like an hour and a half, you know. Yep. And it's very well made, and it's gonna probably creep you out a little bit, but it's gonna entertain you. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So a movie that ruined its entire plot. That's the last I'm, one we I'm have. I'm just going to say, I, it was probably a really hard call to make Kay. to ruin the plot that way. The call. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I was like, I literally got to the last like minute of the movie. And I was like, dude, this was really good. And then something like, it, there's like a little bit of a um, end credit kind of. And then something happens that reverses everything in the movie. And it made me so mad, and I was like, "Screw this movie!" Like along the lines of like they were dreaming the whole time, kind of thing, where uh, nothing b- mattered. Basically, okay. like lost. Basically, no. I mean, okay, so like I'll just spoil it because who cares? But like, so there, it's actually a really cool, like it's a very cool premise. It's like, um, uh, there's an like a I think a Harrison Ford movie 
uh, frequency. It's basically like haunted frequency. So there's a, a, a girl in 2020 frequency who or 2019 who like removes into her old parents house and connects a, a wire like a, a cord phone. Right. And she's able to talk on the phone to somebody back in 1999. Cool. Who they're like giving each other they're like helping each other and like giving each other advice like like kind of like through time traveling and basically like so the girl in 2019 her dad died because of a fire so the friend in 1999 stops the situation that makes the dad die but it's revealed that the girl in 1999 is like very mentally ill and is like you know, has like borderline personality disorder and is like bipolar and like is a psychopath. And so she like the more they're cause she like, she has her dad back. So she stops spending time with her. So she's like, if you keep ignoring me, I'm going to kill your dad. Interesting. And then, and like it, it like, so it boils up to like this like crazy moment where they're like fighting each other through time. It's done very well. It's like pretty creepy. There's some intense scenes. And then the end of it is like, um, in 1999, the, the girl from 2019, like, right. So she's like five. She's in the house where the serial killer is. Cause it like, so the parents like bought the house from those people. Hmm. Um, so they're like doing like a, like looking at the house to buy it. And so the serial killer like traps the mom and the little girl and she's just going to kill them. Cause she's mad at them and she's a psycho and there's a scene where the mom like pushes her over the railing and you think they're they're like you think the girl's dead and then like it shows like the future like so 2019 they're like because uh the dad did pass away um because like some things were reversed but they're like at the gravesite of the dad and the mom who you think is dead appears next to the main character and she's like, I'm so happy to be with you. Like, I'm so happy you're here. And they're like, it's like this big emotional moment. And you're like, this is really good. Like, that was really cool. Like really well done. Good mystery. And then they're walking down a hill together. And then the mom disappears out of thin air. And then there's a cut and the girl is seated in the basement of the serial killer with a sheet over her head. And it's, it's, it's like, it's like a Saw movie edit where it's like yellow light and it's glitchy and it's like edgy and, and like, that's not the tone of the movie at all. It's like somebody was like, you yeah, make it a little more messed up. It's like 20 seconds that ruined the whole movie. Interesting. And you're like, you didn't have to do that. Huh? Huh? Like, even if the mom just disappeared, that, that would be creepy enough. But then to throw in the cutscene where it's like her and, and the chair, it's like, dude, come on. This isn't Saw. Yeah. That's such an interesting concept. That is a bummer that. Yeah, I would say other than that stupid ending, it's like a movie worth watching. Like okay. it's pretty it's pretty cool. It is pretty gory. I mean, cuz she like saws people up and like puts them in her fridge. And then it's funny cuz like or it's not funny. It's pretty it's awful. <laughs> but like so then because of things changing, the serial killer stays in the house, okay? That like the other girl grew up in. So she never moved into that house. So then she goes to the house to confront her and she opens the door and it's the entire house is just fridges and you're like, Ooh. <laughs> it's pretty scary. Okay. But she's super hot. So you're like, girl, you could I, cut me up. Not, me I mean, not that I think like thirsting over serial killers is right, but like, 
In fact, I think it's awful, but like <laughs> glad you came out as yeah. against that. Yeah. I don't I'm against that and I don't care who knows. <laughs> I completely forgot about the movie Frequency. Yeah. Until you brought it up. Isn't that Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, is it Joaquin Phoenix and Harrison Ford? I don't remember. I'm totally I, wrong. I saw it so long ago. But I I remember seeing it long ago and thinking it was really cool. Yeah, me too. But it's like frequency but scary. Huh. Okay. Ooh. All right. Well, that's that six pack. Yep. Yeah. So six more. Here we go. Six more. Most Hallmark like movie. Wait, can we take a little pee break? Sure. We'll, we'll all go pee at the same time. Well, I mean, I can read these while you go pee because you wrote them. Oh, yes. Yeah, we can we can discuss. So most Hallmark like movie. Yes, I mean Hallmark movie because it had strong overexposed Christmas vibes and was not scary at all. And they were really over the top characters, which again, the cover of uh, Liverleaf made me think that was it. So we're already out that one. Okay. Uh, number I'm pretty t- sure that this movie is what we um, wrote our audio book about. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Uh, yeah. A film that was the worst ripoff of The Ring, which The Ring is actually on here. No, it's it's no. just Ring. It's just Ring. Just, just Ring. Okay. So that's one, that I'm, one's got to be. I'm pretty sure. Because he put be. it on the list as Ringu. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, a film that had the balls to not cut away. A Korean film that focuses on a man who witnesses two children being abandoned on a subway, only to hear that they were later found dead. This event triggers early childhood memories to flood back as he feels haunted by their ghosts and forms a relationship with a mysterious neighbor that assists him on this journey. Interesting. Uh, most boring film. Least amount of fingernails in a film. Ugh. Hate that. Oh, no, can't, no. And then a film with the best turn slash twist. First two thirds plays out more like a romantic drama until it goes off the rails. I I know what that one is because TK and I talked about it. So I I can't help with that one, but I can help with the rest. I think I actually know what that one is too because now that I think about it, TK and I talked about it because I think he watched it before we went and saw Barbarian. Okay. On the count of three, we're going to say it. Well, we got to wait. Oh, right. That's true. Okay. What? Okay. Okay. So TK is back from his pee break. We read. We read all of them, and Jonathan and I think we both know film with best turn slash twist. First two thirds plays out more like a romantic drama until it goes off the rails. Okay. Let's say I'm gonna do one, two, three, then we'll say it. Okay. One, two, three. Audition. audition. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the one. I love audition. More than any film on this list except for one. Okay, so... Except for two. Based on the cover, I would not expect this to even remotely start like a romantic drama. Mm -hmm. She's like gloved up with a syringe or something. Mm -hmm. So that's surprising to me. I was not going to call that. So it's good, huh? I love... Dude, I love this movie so much. Okay, here's what it's about. It's about a, a... a dad who loses his wife to cancer and has to raise a little boy alone, right? The boy grows up and he's like, dad, you should start dating again. And he's like, okay. But he has no idea how to like go and meet people, right? So this is 1999. It's before dating apps. And he's like, I have no idea like how to do that. So one of his friends there, he works in the entertainment industry. And one of his friends is like in charge of, um, like auditioning people for roles. And he's like, dude, here's what we're going to do. 
we're going to make a fake movie. Okay. So we're going to like make a, make a, an announcement for like a, a fake movie. Um, we're going to audition a ton of women for this role. We'll like look through their applications and then we'll like scrap the project after we've like picked the roles. Um, and then you can take the standouts and like date them. Okay. Which is a bad thing to do. <laughs> and so this guy, he, f- he finds this woman that like was a ballerina. She broke her hip. So she wasn't able to dance anymore. She's like very beautiful, but she talks about like this, like pain of suffering and loss and it strikes a chord with him because he lost his wife, right? Like he understands that. So he like falls for this girl. They go on dates. Um, she says like, she's so interesting. Cause like, like, you know, spoiler alert, she's horrible, but she like becomes this person so easily to be exactly what he wants and just like deceives him into trusting. And it's guys, it's so interesting because like right when he picks this woman, there's a scene of the dead. So the wife that passed away, like the scene that where, where she passes away, it cuts back to, it's like a very like fast cut. And she's sitting up, staring at the camera wide-eyed. And it's like, it, that's like where the movie becomes a horror movie. Because it's like very sweet and very like romantic. But everybody, every so often is kind of like, I don't trust this girl. You know? And so then he, uh, gosh, like they go away for the weekend. Um, and then she disappears. And he starts like actually looking for this person. He's like, I don't know where she, like... I know where she works. I've never been to her house. I don't know anything about her, but like we got, basically like we got engaged and he goes to the place where she worked and it's, it's basically like, Oh yeah. Like, Oh, this place has been closed down for a year. Oh, why? Oh, because one of the co like one of the people that worked here, like slaughtered the owners. And it's just like, then he goes to the dance studio that she danced at and there's basically this guy and he's just like, oh, so did you like sleep with her? And he's like, yeah. And then he sees, cause he was her ballet teacher when she was a kid. And he, he like has this, I don't, I'm pretty sure it's like a supernatural moment, but he's like transferred back in time where the man is like abusing her. And she, then it goes like forward in time and you see her take a piano wire as he's playing the piano and she just wraps it around his neck. He's, still playing she starts she pulls a hereditary <clears throat> saws his head off and then he comes to and he's laying on the floor and he's he's unable to move and she's like hey basically your your nerves are super exposed right now because i gave you the sedative you can feel everything but you can't move and then she like this is big for 1999 because torture porn wasn't a genre yet um and so she basically like takes all of like you know it's like um uh, uh, what what is what's the thing where you put the needles in your Acupun- deal acupuncture? acupuncture? But she puts the acupuncture needles in all of the most sensitive areas, so like in his stomach, and then she sits on the needles, and then t- takes out the piano wire, wraps it around his feet, and she's yanking away, and she like looks very like pleased with herself, and then it shows an exterior shot of like the sliding glass doors outside of the apartment. She takes one of the feet. And throws it like behind her and it just hits the window and like so it's like it's kind of insane and funny because you're like what am I watching and then the son comes home and she doesn't know like she didn't know like he was 
the reason why she kills him is because he has a son and he wouldn't only love her. And then she she knows about the fake audition. And she's, so she's she's basically like girl bossing it. Like, you think you can do this to women? You think you can not love me? And there's this other scene too where, where he, this is like legendary in, in like horror movies, but he calls her to like ask her out on a date, right? And when he calls her, it like goes into her apartment and she's just sitting on the floor with her hair covering her face, like very Unreal-esque in a white dress, hair covering her face. And it zooms in on her face and she's like answers the phone, has a conversation, hangs up the phone and get, gives like this devious smile. And then next to her is a sack, okay? And like a, a, a human-sized sack. And the, you hear screaming from the sack and it flips over. Later on in the movie... It, it cuts to who's in the sack and it's this person uh, who looks incredibly disheveled. He has no tongue. Uh, he has no feet. So both of his feet are cut off and he's this, he's one of her past victims and she goes into the kitchen, vomits into a, uh, a dog bowl and lays the dog bowl in front of him. And he proceeds to like try to eat it. He has no tongue. So he's like slurping it up. It's one of the most disturbing movies I've ever seen, but it's like the ex- execution of like, oh, this is a sweet drama. These two people falling in love, you know, and then you just take this crazy turn into insane, insaneville. And it, but it's such an effective story because like, even for me too, as like a, <laughs> a lonely, horny male, right? I mean, just being real, right? Like you're lonely. You want to have companionship. You want to date somebody that's going to care about you. And it's so easy to trust somebody that you shouldn't. And you it should be a scary thing. Also, it, you should do, uh, carry yourself with integrity and not put yourself in situations where you're exploiting people for your own personal gain, mm-hmm. man. You may get your feet cut off. Yeah, you might get your feet cut you off. You have to eat out of a dog bowl. Dude, it's so, oh, it's so gross, but it's so oh. good. I freaking love that movie. Okay. That's, All right, that's, that's when that's I'm enough. hard recommending myself not to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. feel sick just listening to you yeah, describe no. that. So. I've seen it twice and I oh. like both times I loved it. Brother, let's move on. Yep, let's keep let's keep it on. We got uh, our time is 3440 bars. This is a big episode. Mm-hmm. Not quite the 4000 heater. It will be. Yeah. Okay, so, so let's move on. Film that was the worst rip off of the ring. We we noted at the table, not me, but everybody else astutely noted that Ringu is the name of the ring movie that you included so that's our guess just ring see okay what i that see my thought was that this is the original Ooh, a misdirect right ringu is the original that's what i thought okay because i was like i didn't think you could rip okay so we're square one in that one but we got five others boring least amount of fingernails we hate that. Yeah. Rip off of the ring, not cutting away, which has to do with trains, and I didn't really see any trains on any of these covers, and Hallmark. None of these covers evoke Hallmark to me. Um, not like not like a homey vibe, like a like a almost like as if a home were, I don't know, made of candy. Okay, so Hansel, Hansel and Gretel. 
Yeah. Is Hallmark? Dude, that movie sucked. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. I, I was, and it was on the Korean like horror list, like Korean horror movies you need to watch. And I watched it. I started it with like the highest hopes <clears throat> and was just like, yeah, this is dumb. It does the same thing that the cat does where it's like a bonkers movie with kind of a sad ending where like you get like the backstory of the kids, but it's such a bad movie that you don't care. You're like, okay, whatever. End. <laughs> I, I, I'm contractually obligated to watch this movie. End. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, that movie sucked. Don't watch it. I give it a scares score of zero. Okay. All right. Uh, obviously, Audition has a scare score of like eight. Eight or nine. Okay. We haven't got to a scare score of 10 yet, though. No. Nope. The worst ripoff of the ring. Would well, that if be you, if you don't see, click? Yeah. Don't click. Dude, it's literally like there's a <laughs> there's a YouTube video, and if you watch it in seven days, you die. Oh. It's like all the scares are like people's faces with a Snapchat filter. It is so bad and so boring. So it's like Smile or whatever that one that just came out. It, yeah, that's what I kept thinking of. Is okay. like this is like a Snapchat filter, and I hate it. And it's like it's jump scary, so I gave it a scare score of one. Okay, but like it's stupid. It's they're trying to lean into the uncanny valley part of scariness. Not, e- like, not I don't even think they're that smart. Okay. Wow. Hmm. Who? Which? Which one? Which one of these covers makes you fellas think that some fingernails might be ripped off? Shutter. No. Shoot. It just looks scary. It does look scary. Two sisters? No. Dang it. Um Think of think of an activity that would make you lose your fingernails. Okay. Um Think about being uninvited. <laughs> <laughs> think about if you were stuck, I don't know, in like a a damp, dark the deep closet, a forest, suicide forest. No, think about if you were stuck okay. in a deep, dark trench, man-made trench, and you were trying to climb up that deep, dark, man-made trench. Okay, would that maybe make you lose your fingernails? But deep, what? And who iconically? Lake Mungo. No, who iconically <laughs> climbs out of wells? Lassie. What? <laughs> Who iconically climbs out of wells? Oh, is it the ring? And into yeah, Ringu, Ring, Ringu, the original oh. ring. Wait, so does the I actual, don't know what the ring's about? Like, ghost lose your fingernails crawling out of the well? Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. And that's like part of her ghost. Like her Onryu is like she doesn't have fingernails. Really? And that's like the scariest part of the movie because she keeps grabbing people and it's like, ah, where are your fingernails? Oh, so is the <laughs> is it like an origin story for her? Like how she became one? She's not like a thousands of year old. No, I mean, like, she's an Unryu because, like, basically she was a kid with tele... Like, she's Carrie from Stephen King's Carrie. Okay. She has, like, telekinetic powers. She can control things with her mind. She can kill people with her mind. And people are like, you're the devil. So her parent, like, her dad, like, knocks her out, dumps her down a well. And she has this ability through her telekinetic power to create... To, like... It happened in, like, the 30s and the 20s or whatever. So she could make, she could imprint her will or like her Im- images in her head onto like, f- like photo printing. But what she does is she makes a videotape. Um, and like, it's the cursed videotape. So if you watch it, you die, whatever. But like, it's, Ringu is interesting because like, it's not very, it, it's not scary. 
the ring is 10 times scarier than ringu the american the same director is that what you said no so that's the grudge oh oh, okay okay the other one dude there i'm not kidding you there's a movie it is one of my favorite movies of all time it's the ring versus the grudge no way i'm not freddy versus jason yeah it's like it and it's like both franchises being like yeah let's do this and like it is the most gobbledygook movie and it's it's it is insane and so entertaining and i love it that's hilarious it's one of my favorite movies um, and if I ever get two cats, I'm going to name one Kayako and Sadako because those are the two main women of those franchises. Oh, interesting. But anyways, um, yeah, like, but it's, Ringu is important because it's set off the whole, like, dude, because I don't think we, like, really get how many, there's probably, like, 20 to 30 American movies that we don't even know or didn't even know were ripoffs of Oriental or, like, Japanese horror. Really? Like, The Grudge, The Ring, Pulse. Poltergeist. Uh, Sh- Shutter is one that was made. Poltergeist wasn't, but oh, never mind, then. dude. It's like there's a huge long list, like Dark Water. Like there's so many, but all of the Japanese films, except for The Ring, are better. Ah, hmm. The Ring is amazing. Hard recommend on The Ring. The American version. Mm-hmm. Okay, is that Naomi Watts? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's she's queen. She's pretty good, except for what was that one movie where she's stuck in a cabin. Do you know what I'm talking the about? The ring? No, there's another one. It's like in the in the snow. Anyways. I don't know. Is it the gray, the silence, something? something the hole and drive? Yeah, yes, well, for sure. The gray, <laughs> the gray is Liam Neeson. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I'm thinking of something else. Anyways. Um, that was interesting. I will never watch Mulholland and Drive for so many reasons. <laughs> um, Isn't that David Lynch? Yeah. Okay. Film... I, that had the balls to not cut away. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna guess the closet. No, wow. That no. that was my guess too because the cover. Yeah. <clears throat> no. Um. I'm gonna guess most boring film as the uninvited because the the cover looks really boring. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> is there an American remake of that? Because I've definitely seen a movie called The Uninvited that was not a Japanese or Korean film. The Uninvited is an American remake of A Tale of Two Sisters. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Which makes Whoa. no sense. That that just blows the scene wide open. <laughs> yeah. Huge scandal. Wait, but you also have you have them both on here? Or is it a different uninvited? I, I have a guess for the uninvited. It's a different uninvited. Okay. I think that the uninvited is in the next group. Okay. It's not. <laughs> oh. Okay. So, so it's the film that had the balls to not or no? Away? Oh, no. I'm yes. sorry. Yes. The uninvited is? Okay. Dude, the uninvited is so messed up. The uninvited is like one of the most messed up movies on this list. Oh. Where it's okay. like the man. American uninvited isn't that scary. No. I've actually it's, seen it. It's trash. Okay, but do the because Uninvited is another Korean film, but it's like, gosh, it's about so I like on here. I'm sure you Wait. guys. The yeah. Uninvited is this one. Ow! Is the is big paragraph Didn't a, a Korean film that focuses on a man who witnesses two children? Right. Yeah, that's and the Uninvited. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, because it's about. I mean, like it's about. Oh this, wait a minute! 
I I think I'm just now picking up what we're talking about. That there's a different movie, yeah. also called The Uninvited, that's an American remake yes. of the other, car- which makes okay. no sense. Wait, In wait, my what? mind, I was like, the this is a remake of that. No, 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 no that's, that's why I was lost. That's what I heard. Got it. <laughs> no, so The Uninvited from America is a remake of A Tale of Two Sisters. The Uninvited from Korea is a completely different it's movie. Its own thing. It's it's com- it's different years, different actors. Um, and there's this scene where, like, freaking the, a, a truck backs over a little boy, and it doesn't cut away. And okay. it's just, it's you're just like, this will cut away. It'll cut away. Oh, my God. And then the the truck driver, this isn't funny. I'm not, I shouldn't be laughing, like, is like, oh, crap. And he takes the little boy and just puts it in a sewer grate. And the the this kid like the main character like he witnessed that and like there's so there's like these scars he he basically hated his abusive father so he left a um a, like a kerosene burner next to him while he slept and it burnt down his whole house uh, including his little sister so it's just all these messed up things are happening to this guy and it's like all of his trauma kind of bubbling to the surface and then the neighbor lady sh- her best friend. Um, is like like went crazy with like post um partum depression and they both had babies at the same time and she drops both babies off of the balcony of her apartment and it, i mean like, yeah like so like those are like the shock value of things that are happening but the way that the film is paced the way that the mystery is like built up i'd say the direction it felt like a kurosawa film even though it's korean but like and I, th- I feel like this director didn't do anything else other than The Uninvited. And it's like 10. It's like just, it's such a good movie. So okay. um, if you can, I mean, if you can stomach stuff like that, like violence against children, so many dead kids in that movie, but dude, it, it's very good. And um, I'm saying that as a parent and I liked it. What's the scare rating? Uh, I said eight. Okay. Have we hit a 10 yet? Not no. yet. Okay. What was ring? Uh, Ringu? Yeah. I think he said one. Really? No. That it wasn't that scary. Where's Ringu? Oh, F a four. Okay. Oh. Anything with an Onryu gets a four automatically. Oh, at okay. least a four. And then don't click. Well, probably why does the cover just say Ring and not Ringu? No, it says Ringu. It the, doesn't. Not on the cover. It's, it's straight up says Ring. No way! I didn't notice that. I don't know. Ask Japan. All right. <laughs> That's the Amer- the English cover. Right. I don't know. So the last one is most boring. So I I'm I don't want to just keep guessing the same thing, but now I'm starting to think that this is the closet. Yeah, I was just it gonna is, say. It okay. is. Gosh, this movie was so boring. Every exorcism trope ever. It just happened to me, and I was like, again, I'm contractually <laughs> obligated to finish this movie. So there's a few movies that I started, but I ended like ten minutes in, and was like, nope. Are they? I'm assuming they're not on this list. Yeah, there's one called Itsy Bitsy. It was just so dumb that I had to turn it off. There's one called Tokyo Gore Police. That sounds like an anime. <laughs> that I, sound like I, an I anime. think it is i legitimately think it's a movie and it's starring the lady from audition and like man i had a lot of fun watching audition because she's nice <laughs> and so i wanted to watch tokyo gore please 
What? And I got five minutes into it and was like, nope. Okay. All right. She's a nice girl. All right. All right. So we got a seven pack. Yeah. Our final to, to finish it off. Final chunk. Of bum bum bum. Man, I have the most text. I think food. I know the first of this one. I think I know. Th- yep. I have a good guess for the second, and then I have a really good guess for the third to last. Oh, dude, do it. Go. We have to read them though. We got to read them first. For Wait, the, whose turn is for it? For the listeners. Oh, it's Nathan. It's Nathan's. It's me? I think mm-hmm. I did that. I think it's you. Oh, it's me. Okay. Mm. I don't remember what number we're on, but 31 minus 7 is 20. We're on 25. Uh, 31 minus 7 is 24. So the first one I'm reading is number 25. I'm good at math for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> that was confusing because you only heard half the thoughts that were in my head. But no, I got what you're saying. <laughs> um. Number 25, film that most genuinely unsettled and scared me. Australian film shot as a documentary about a family losing their 16-year-old daughter and experiencing strange activity after that event. The family, as well as the viewers, unravel the mystery of who the girl really was. Number 26, most kung fu in a film. Number 27, most overall disturbing movie, story of a serial killer who abducts and kills a girl who is dating a member of the Korean FBI, I think. Not sure what his exact job was, but he hunts the killer down to enact his revenge only to let him go and repeat. Over time, the killer learns how to mess with his hunter and it becomes a cat and mouse game where the roles shift. It's beautiful, relentless, and tragic. Number 28. Best subtext and hidden messages in a film. Use of color theory is remarkable as it sets up what is happening and who is who. And best mystery with layers that need unraveling and some very scary scenes. Very is all caps there. Number 29, film with the best scares. Features a long-haired woman in a white dress. Riding on car. Sitting at foot of bed. Coming out of sink. Walking upside down on ceiling. Climbing down a ladder upside down. Uh, number 30, best forest scare sequence ever. That one seems pretty obvious, if we're being honest. And number 31, most WTF just happened film. Can I just get the best forest scare sequence out of the way? I, I hope it's this. Suicide Forest. Nailed it. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this seemed like a gimme. I'm glad it was. It kind of seems like TK was writing this quickly and then got to the end and was like, I don't know. I I didn't know how to give this one a superlative, but there's like a very crazy scene. I'll explain it later. Okay. Because I went through and listed the scariest, the scariest moments that stick out to me over the month. And there's only like five. So to hit one that I know for sure, um, genuinely unsettling Australian film is like Mungo. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what I thought. Love that that movie. It's a, yeah, it's a documentary. It's like a mockument. It's like the office, but terrifying. Yeah. That has a scare score of 10. That Which movie. is funny because that's one that I actually want to watch, but I don't know if I actually do. <laughs> well, because I mean, the horror is all like it's discovered on a camera. It's, reel, yeah, it's right? like a video feed, and then you zoom into like a face somewhere in the corner where you're like on paper, you're like that's not scary, and then you see it, and you're like, I'm going to pee my pants. Oh. It's so scary. Uh, have you seen Annihilation? Oh, I have. So good. Okay, what would you rate that movie as like disturbing scare kind of thing? Because it, it's not, I guess it's not super scary. It's just kind of disturbing. I give it like four out of ten bears. Oh. Screaming four bears. Four out of ten. Are, are, you, sh- of ten are, you, are, you, are you sure? Because that bear scene is pretty 
ridiculous. Yes, yeah. for someone who doesn't watch horror movies, I could see okay. where you want yeah. the rating to be higher. But as a film, I think I'm with TK. Really? I would maybe even that say three. Is like Lake Mungo is a movie that every time I watch I feel like I feel like they're being mean. Yeah. <laughs> well, every time I watch Lake Mungo, I have to turn on all the lights in my house. Really? Oh. And then I so I watched it with Ben a few nights ago and I was terrified to go to my car. Like I was really afraid to like walk out into the dark to my car. And not, like there's there's just this hmm. I'll, I'll talk about it later cuz it's in my like top scariest scenes. Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess the fact that I can watch Annihilation and like it multiple times is probably low. Mm-hmm. Dude, if you like Annihilation, like Battle Royale is nothing compared to that. Really? Okay. okay. Um, I have two. Well, I have one guess that I'm pretty confident in. Mm-hmm. I think most kung fu in a film is tag. I wrote that down too. Oh. Dang. Whoa. Okay. Most kung fu. Is, is that one the, the most WTF? What one? Tag. tag. Yeah, Tag is a movie that the opening scene is this bus of high school girls rolling down the highway. And then this girl drops a pen and she bends down. Oh, gosh. And right as she bends down, Damn. a gust of wind moves so fast through the bus that it cuts the entire bus and every person on the bus in half. A gust of wind? Yeah, like it, it's yeah. There's a scene near the end of that movie where there's a guy with a pig head doing somersaults behind a women's marathon, and as he runs, he's passing women and punching them in the face. And so, you get to the end of the movie, and you're like, "What? What just happened?" I'm still hung up on this like opening sequence. Is it like Ghost Ship? Yeah, but it's like wind? it's like Japanese high school girl Ghost Ship, but the wind. And for like 10 minutes, you're just seeing people get cut in half by the wind. And it, but for 10 minutes? For 10 minutes. So, do you guys know the, the movie that's like um, uh, something in Ghostland? It was a Nicolas Cage movie where his balls explode. It came out this year. Of course. What? Yeah. Incident. incident no, not Incident in a Ghostland, but something about a Ghostland. Elvis, Elvis the Alien this. covered it. Okay. But it, it was like the one after uh, Color Out of Space. Oh, that okay. Cage which was, was great, by the way. Well, but the other one, so like it isn't as well received, but it's directed by the same guy that did Tag. Okay. So if you, if, if a Nicolas Cage movie where his balls explode, okay, is also the person that did Tag. So that should okay. make a lot of sense. But not who did Color Out of Space. Huh. Okay. Which, by the way, what would you give that on a scary scale? Uh, like a six or seven. Really? Okay. Dude, I need I need everyone to know how profoundly, because Lake Mungo is like the story of right like these like basically like a mom and a daughter wanting to like connect, but the daughter has a secret life. She passes away, and it's these two people like wanting to become connected, and um they're they're not obviously able to do that, and it's just like so it's like that reality being scary on top of actual scares and it's it is the most profoundly unsettling movie i've ever seen like there's actual jump scares and stuff in there's Mungo? one jump scare in okay Lake Mungo. i thought i'll was, talk about it okay okay okay. that's good because i really liked collider space i don't think it was i mean the ending gets wild but like mandy's way better though okay i love mandy all right so we have four left yeah we right? have um tale of two sisters i saw the devil rigor mortis and shudder. 
and Shudder. Which one do you think has Kung Fu? I think... Surely it has to be... I Saw the Devil, right? No. I think it... Say that one or Shudder. Because of the... Because of the earlier comment where TK said he did laugh when watching Rigor Mortis, I think it's Rigor Mortis. Really? Dude, that this looks movie, scary, dude. That movie is gobbledygook insane. Really? Like, that movie has so much kung fu out of nowhere, and you're like, okay. Wait, how does he know kung fu? <laughs> that, it's that poster insane. really oversells how scary that movie is, then. Dude, I'd say it is still, like, pretty scary. Like, my scare score was seven. Oh, oh. okay. Wow. Kung There's fu? some messed up stuff that happens in that movie. During the kung fu? No, the kung fu is actually really fun. Like okay. I like kung fu movies. Like I, 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 dude. Right when Hidden Tiger, Crouching Dragon came out, I saw that and I was like, "This is awesome." And my mom was like, "It's stupid." It's like, "Why did you rent it then?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got three more. I think the film with best scares. I could be wrong. Film, okay. I think it's Tale of Two Sisters. Nope. Okay. Uh, film of best scares is Shutter, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Process of elimination. Yep. Yeah, dude. Shutter is so scary. Um, because yeah, again, it's like the Unryu, right? Like freaking writing. Like he sees something off the side in his window, and they like looks back to the front, and like the ghost is just like chilling on his car, and it's so scary. It's not like stupid. It's like scary. Mm. And then she's like walking on the ceiling towards him. In a hotel, and it's like, nope. And is it is the gimmick like you can only see her in photos, or like? No, I mean, ba- like basically, it's it's a story of like a Taiwanese college student who befriends like the weird girl, and they build this relationship, but his friends don't know about it, and they like tease this girl. They get really drunk, they rape her, and he takes photos for evidence to blackmail her into not talking about it so she commits suicide and then she starts showing up because he's a professional photographer so she starts showing up in photos that he's taking which is creepy it all sounds stupid but it's done really well so like this sounds like a dumb overplayed trope but like I'm pretty sure like Shudder was like kind of the first people to do this so she starts showing up in the photos that he takes and then starts materializing like in the real world and it's just very disturbing. And, and he has a girlfriend in this movie and she is the one that like finds out the truth of what they did. Hmm. And then, um, yeah, I'll talk about the biggest, the most disturbing part. Later. I, I think the, uh, the sequel though, shutter Island was better though. <laughs> shutter Two, shutter world, shutter, shutter world, shutter kingdom, <laughs> shutter colon fallen king, the shuddering. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Shudder. <laughs> okay, so we got a 50-50 on this last one. Two I sisters versus I Saw the Devil. I think the serial killer who abducts and kills a girl who is dating a member of the Korean FBI, I think, question mark, is I Saw the Devil. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that movie's so messed up. So it's the serial killer is played by the main character of Old Boy, though. So it's like, okay, this is going to be amazing. If anyone hasn't seen Old Boy... What is wrong with you? Um, so much. You're probably fine. Trust no, me on this one. it's good. <laughs> Dude, I love Old Boy. Old Boy is like my favorite act. Old Boy is my favorite action movie. Hmm. 
But anyways, so like, yeah, I saw the devil. Dude, just everything. There's a scene where he digs through his own diarrhea. Right. Is this what? one a 10? There's a scene. Yeah, I'll talk about them. I'll talk about it. Uh, no, that's a... You keep saying that, but that's you're a, never talking about that's any That's an eight. I'm, just give me a chance. That's we're at 4,200. And we're halfway through. Yes. I'm just kidding. So then obviously A Tale of Two Sisters. Okay, so best subtext and hidden messages in a film. So A Tale of Two Sisters is a movie that I saw and was like, that was... I didn't like that. I didn't get it. And then I like listened to a podcast and I was like, oh, I'm dumb. That's why I didn't like it. Um, and you could maybe be like, well, that movie's just pretentious, but like, actually it's just really cool. Cause there's like a whole like colors palette to the movie. And it's about this girl who it's about a girl whose mom is dying of cancer. Okay. So the mom is dying of cancer. She has a sister that's like close to her age and a dad. They bring in an, a nurse to help with the mom, the dad and the nurse have an affair. Okay, then the mom finds out about it and commits suicide. Okay, and she's like, hey, I'm dying of cancer anyway. So she commits, commits suicide. The daughter, the youngest daughter, finds the mom hung and is trying to get her out of this uh, wardrobe. This is all like the big reveal. So I'm spoiling the ending. Still go and watch it because it's incredible. She pulls the closet on top of herself and it kills the daughter but the nurse sees this happen and is like screw you I'm gonna let it happen so I can have like this man all to myself terrible nurse and the the oldest sibling basically goes to a mental uh, you know like a, a, a mental asylum for a little bit comes back and starts having uh, these visions of the little sister and the stepmom. And you don't know that there are just visions and delusions the entire movie. And so the characters that are dead are always wearing green and you don't notice it, but like, and then the characters that are alive are wearing these different colors. So like you start to see it and then you're like, Oh, but like the reveal is like huge and you like, don't see it coming at all because it's like they're actual characters, but they're just delusions in this person's brain. And on top of that, there's ghosts. So you have to like you have to see like you have to go through and be like, okay, who's a ghost? Who's a delusion? What's happening? What timeline are we in? And it's so much fun. Loved wow. it. Wow. Okay. Dude, yeah. So I have a list of the most unsettling scenes in in this in this month. Let's do it. Okay. Rigor Mortis had one of the most unsettling scenes. So there, there's um, in Chinese folklore, there's like the reapers that come for souls, and they are large, very large, tall, like inhumanly tall figures that are like completely cloaked, like no, no like faces, no anything, and they're holding these umbrellas. Like Google image search this, like rigor mortis reaper scene, where they're like it's just like them in this apartment building, and everyone has to like go to the side. And they're, they like slowly walk down the hallway and it's so scary. <laughs> I, it's like one of those nope situations where you're like, nope, I'm done. I'm out. Bye. Okay. I haven't found it yet. Did you find it? 
I'm I'm not finding it. Uh, or like rigor mortis hallway ghost scene. I I had it up earlier. Is it this? No. Okay. Well, this is stunning content for our listeners. As we all try to... <laughs> As we're Google image searching it. Oh, yeah, I found it. It's not like there's no like great online frames of it, weirdly. Yeah, but they're like, they're so scary. Oh, okay, I found it. I'm going to put it in our group chat. Okay. Okay, so that was the number one. No, that wasn't number one. It was just like, it's, this is a no The number one order. you mentioned. Yeah, I just sent it to everybody. Cool. It's so, I don't know what it is, but it's like terrifying. I think I'm really afraid of tall things. <laughs> <laughs> Diving boards, tall things. Women with hair over their eyes. Oh, those? Okay. Yep. Big nope on that. Okay. Big nope. Then Hellraiser had a scene that <laughs> genuinely unsettled me. It was, or terrified me, where the main character is trying to throw the puzzle box into a river. Reasonable thing to do. Like, right, this puzzle box is stabbing everyone. I hate that. I'm going to throw it in a freaking river. Sure. Screw your horny demons. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Pinhead is standing on the water that is illuminated by the truck lights off in the distance. And she's talking to the person who's throwing, and it's so scary. Uh, And it's like, it's not gory. It's not practical or it's like practical. It's not CGI. It's just a person standing on water illuminated by headlights and it's pinhead. And it's so scary. (laughs) I hated that. I was like, please end, please end. Okay. Then a tale of two sisters scene. There is a scene where, their mom, who becomes an Onryu, okay, because um, she's commits suicide. She's in a black. She's not in a white dress. She's in a black dress. But her, she's bet neck. So she's the image of bet neck lady before bet neck lady, which okay. you start to see where like uh, Flanagan is like, oh, I get where you get this because the bet neck lady ghost is done in that movie better. Where she appears and then she hops onto the bed, which sounds stupid, but it's so scary. So she hops onto the bed and then bends down and looks at the, the girl in the face. And you're like, no. Ugh. And it's so scary. Oh, my goodness. It makes me, this is making me want to like see if I can find Mike Flanagan talking about inspirations and stuff. Yeah, it, it would be interesting. Um, then, okay, so Suicide Forest had this scene, because basically it's like, this girl, like, people go into Suicide Forest, they don't come out. Um, so then there's a scene where one of the main characters goes in, she sees, like, basically what leads everybody there is a YouTuber. It's like- Logan Paul goes in to investigate. Dude, they, they, like, literally make fun of that. So it's like a YouTube, it's, I'm not kidding you, (laughs) it's a YouTuber that goes into Suicide Forest- and they're doing a live stream and they get lost. Okay. And so this the one of the main characters goes in and she sees the the, the live streamer like walking around and she's like con, you know disheveled, confused. And she's like, "Oh my gosh, like how are you?" And earlier, she went in with another group of people that also got lost, okay? Mm. And so she sees the YouTuber, she runs to her, and then all of the other people come in and they're like, 
we're all here together. We f-. And then they find, because she has a red lifeline like wrapped up on the tree so that she can find her way out. And they find the lifeline. And they're like, this is amazing. And everyone's like cheering and so happy. And you're like, dude, this is not going to end well. And then, so they're all stoked. They start following the red line. Everyone is in front of the main character, okay? So they're all like going and walking up kind of a ravine, like a, like a, or like a little hill and then behind a tree, okay? So they all make it up the hill and the, one of the, the, the YouTuber is like, hey, main character, like you go first. And she's like, okay, cool. And then she feels the line behind her like go slack and she's like, oh, that's kind of weird. Maybe she just dropped it. And then she goes over the hill, turns around the tree because that's where the lifeline is. And the lifeline is tied to the neck of the eviscerated corpse of the YouTuber hanging from the tree. And then you pan up and every single body of the other party of hikers is impaled on different branches of the tree. And it is so scary. Wait, so the, the so it's all like a misdirect. So they weren't real. So they weren't real. Like, okay. but it, it's so scary because you're like they're like all alive and then they're not. And like the way that the camera moves is mm-hmm. it was it was so scary. Hmm. Yeah. So that, that but it was like it's like it, I think that kind of stuff is like so creative and fun because it's like I've never seen anything like that before. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Lake Mungo scene where, so basically there's a scene where um, what kicks off all of Lake Mungo is the main character sees an apparition of herself dead. And she's like, I'm going to die. So that sets off the whole movie. But they discover at the very end of the movie, her phone. So it's an old Nokia, like 2005 phone. And so the video footage is very grainy and very bad, which is for us in our generation, like makes it scary, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like found footage is like pretty scary in, in my opinion, it's, especially if it's like bad quality. And there's this video of her just like walk as Lake Mungo is a, an ancient dried up lake. And it was where like the Aborigine people did like burial ceremonies. So there's like a lot of like, again, Japan and, you know, Korea have thousands of years of history. They have ghosts, you know, like folk legends, stuff like that. So do the Australians, right? So Lake Mungo is a significant location to them. We hear that. We don't think twice. But Lake Mungo is like a spiritual significant location. Anyway, so she's walked with her phone. She sees like she sees something out in the distance. So she takes out her phone and she starts recording. And she's walking. And a figure, you can just see this figure walking out towards her. And they like kind of meet each other. Okay. And you see that it is her own bloated corpse walking out towards her. And then it shows. So then like when they identify the body, because she's found drowned in another lake, like in another body of water. And they, they have her phone footage. And then it shows the, the photo of the corpse side by side. And it's like, Oh, that's horrifying. And then it cuts back to the video or they like press play on the video and the uh, Alice, the main character is screaming and running away. And that's the only jump scare of the movie. And it is so scary. Yeah. Terrifying. Your own corpse walking out of the dark towards you. Not cool. Um, Liver leaf. Eye trauma, man. There's so much eye stuff in this movie. (laughs) 
Everyone gets their eyes poked out. Not cool, man. Uh, fetus prep and dumplings. When they cut up the fetus and they put it in the dumplings, that's not cool. Shudder's chicken ride from hell. Okay. Shudder had a scene where basically the, the entire movie, the main character is complaining about neck pain. He's very uncomfortable. They do x-rays. They're like, dude, you're fine. You're here. Just take like some of this muscle relaxant medicine. You're fine. Then the ghost starts only appearing in Polaroids. Okay. So that's like the next thing that she's doing. And he's taking Polaroids of, of the apartment. He's angry. He's like, come out. Like what, what do you want? Come out. And then he drops the Polaroid camera on the floor. It takes a photo and it comes out developed and it's him standing across the, the um, apartment. And then he looks at the photo and sitting on his shoulders is the onryo of that girl. Mm. And it like, so she's like the way, right. Which is like such mm. a good metaphor. It's such good writing, but like, that's the big reveal is like, she's been on his like back this whole time. Um, and then basically like he freaks out and accidentally he like, cause it's like a person sitting on you. He falls out of his window, lands on the concrete. And then he's like basically kind of like a, in a vegetative state kept alive in this hospital. And the last shot of the movie is the girlfriend coming in and visiting her, him. And then like she leaves, she closes the door and the door kind of bounces back. And in the reflection, cause he's, he's basically seated with like his back, like he's he's sit he's he's sitting on the bed and his like chest is his chest is basically touching his knees so he's like way forward and then as the the door moves back it shows the reflection of him and it's the the girl sitting on his back and it's just, it's just like it's so scary okay um uh audition scene where the wife is sitting up in bed that I think that that was just that it's like that's where you know it's a horror movie. Um, and then the I saw the devil's head scene. So, oh boy. Um, these kids. So basically, the serial killer like cuts up the guy's girlfriend's body. They find a bag of her ears. These kids, and so they like tell the police, and then they do a like a, a like a comb of the area. And there's a scene where like they're like going through the waters and they look down and there's just this black mass. And they're kind of like, oh, weird. Like, what is this? And they kind of like touch it and it like the black mass comes uncurled and you see its hair and then it floats around and it's a, her head and everyone freaks out. Like, understandably, they're like, oh, no. And then it gets even better. Cause they take the head and they put it in a cardboard box. Right. Cause they're like, this is evidence. We don't know what to do. This is a new situation. <laughs> and then the way that the boyfriend finds out it was his girlfriend. And this is like a funny, more funny, like lighthearted part to a horrible thing that happened. But like the guy in the hazmat suit with the box is walking and trips, and drops the box oh in the head, rolls down the parking lot to the guy. <laughs> and it's so, because it's like, dude, that's like, I love that about Korean horror because it's like the worst things happen and then something hilarious and instantly happens afterwards. Yeah. That's like the exactly what happens in The Wailing and in like um, um, Parasite, like that same thing happens. Like, mm-hmm. in, in, Which, in Parasite? Mm-hmm. What, which scene is that? 
Or I mean, like just something like something hor- horrible oh. and funny happening at the same time. Parasite was an incredible movie that I'll never watch again. Yeah, I still need to see it. So, so that's another horror director in Korea as well. Yeah, Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, he's he's a Snowpiercer is great. Dude, yeah, haven't seen that one yet. It's good. I really mm. want to see Snowpiercer. It's great. I haven't seen um, it But yeah, those are the most. Those are the scariest things. Um. A lot of these I'll probably watch again. A lot, a lot I probably won't. I'm excited to get back to, because 95 percent of the time when I sit down to watch something, I don't want to watch a horror movie. So I'm excited to not for a little bit. I think the scariest <laughs> thing is how long this episode is. Yeah, this is a big chunk. Of we can cut this mm-hmm. episode up. That's fair. We can we can be like that serial killer. Cut it up. Cut it up. Stick it in a fridge. Stick it in a fridge. Get several fridges. Get a bunch of fridges. And then end it terribly. <laughs> On that note, hopefully you learned a little bit about horror. Ho- hopefully we didn't offend any of our uh, audience members that know more than we do. Um, send us an Instagram message. I don't know. And subscribe to our Patreon. Just kidding. We don't have one. All right. Thank you so much. Hopefully your taste in horror just got a, a little, little more terrible. terrible.